Sanity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love pleasure. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Well, uh, first and foremost, sorry for missing last week. As we mentioned, there was an oh, yeah. unforeseen windstorm that uh, nearly took out your entire city, but uh, here you are, so that's that's good. Uh, thanks for patience, guys. And, um, well, did you did you watch or listen to the unifying healing speech today, or did you skip it? No. You just no, skipped I it? Yeah. I debated. I thought... Should I do the principled thing of just ignoring it and living my life? Because that's what I advocate doing. We should just ignore these people and carry on and live happy lives. And then I thought, well, in the off chance that he does get uh, false flag sniped, don't I want to witness it live on on air? <laughs> Defensively. I'm not advocating it. I just, you know, to the extent I thought that was an outside chance. So I tuned in and I did listen to the great unifying healing speech of uh, Joe Biden. My favorite line was when he talked about how uh, politics does not have to be a raging fire burning everything down. <laughs> oh, thank you. Who, who made it a raging fire burning everything down in the last year? I'm glad we agree that that was a mistake. Anyway, welcome to the new era of, uh, of the Biden administration. I'm sure we'll have the new of, world even yeah. the brave new world. Plenty of thoughts. I'm sure uh, if you are new to the show, directions for how to participate in the show are in the YouTube description. If you would like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in, send us a question at beauty and the beta at gmail.com. I guess we'll have to change that email address shortly, but that is what it is for right now. Oh yeah. Put call in show question in the subject line. We'll still monitor it till we change it. Uh, and we will get to email questions in the last half hour of the show. We'll catch up with super chat on YouTube and Streamlabs, and usually D live, but I guess D live doesn't want any of our business anymore. So not there working on alternative places from, from uh, D live as well, but we will check in with super chat every half hour as well. Anyway, without further ado, let's see what people have to say. I know a fat guy is up first mr fat guy you there oh shit oh sorry am i interrupting (laughs) sorry uh it was an interesting discussion in the call and waiting room what are you guys Uh, talking about is it susan approved i assume not no uh i want to talk about the great reset okay you guys uh sorry you cut out a little bit one more time well what do you think the great reset is I guess I haven't looked that much into it, but I know there's been discussion of this from a lot of international leaders and at the UN and other uh, international political bodies. But as far as I understand, the Great Reset is the idea that we can use emergencies, real or imaginary, namely coronavirus, to install a fairer, better world, i.e. communism. Is that a fair? (laughs) Is that a fair? By reducing your carbon footprint. Yeah. Well, it okay. Uh, let me give you the details of it. This is actually decades old. It goes okay. back to the seventies. Um, it's basically 
starts with a currency reset because a lot of people like we're spending too many dollars, so the dollar's going to go kablooey. Mm-hmm. So it was all about currency reset, which are people like me who I fall into those things, and then it goes up to Davos, which are the World Economic Forum, which most people know them as. And those people think that you're going to be able to rebuild the economy based on economic and world like equity. And they use the word equity lines. And when they say equity, they mean by country, not by like anything else you think of. So first world to third world. So what does that mean? All countries would have the same resources or that's not even possible. Well, how, how, what, well, how, what do they mean in that way? They would mean about 20% of the U.S. Uh, GDP would have to go to the third world countries. Oh, so all world wealth is like centrally confiscated and distributed. Is that how that would work? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that would be like a, a, a great U.N. government, which would have a one world currency. And that that's what they're all talking. So about. it's communism. You can't flee unless you go to Mars. That's basically the. Idea. Well, yeah. Okay. As as a practical matter, it's not going to work. Um, if you want to talk about what Biden's talking about, he is stupid and lazy. So they're talking about a reset to before Trump on that kind of same ideological premise, just inter just nationally. Okay. So it'll be really interesting when he tries to uh, enforce any of this because there is no history of this ever working well. Has Biden ever made the reference? I know we've heard Justin Trudeau reference it. Was it? Did Lori Lightfoot reference it? Uh, uh, oh, no. Kerry did. Yeah, John okay. Kerry did. Okay, and John does Kerry, Kerry have is... a position in the administration yet, or is he just hanging climate out? czar? Whatever. Oh, that climate means. czar. Okay. I don't know what that means. I mean, I yeah. really don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, okay. So how, how realistic do you think this, you think this is going to be attempted or is it already underway or what are we looking at here? Uh, we're looking at a small disaster coming down the pipe because this never goes well. <laughs> this time, the smart, the smart, talented people will make it work. Well, if 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 uh, if you've ever looked at copper or most of the uh, industrial metals, they're at all time highs. Hmm. Like I'm seeing stuff that's up like thirty percent. So inflation is here. You know, yeah. if you if if you were wondering when ma- when the major problems were start to uh, were going to start to uh, arrive, now is the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what um, I know you're a financially uh, informed guy. What would you recommend? Let's say that people are looking to make investments or looking for a little security against what could be a uh, highly devalued or irrelevant dollar. What would you recommend? Guns and ammo. Guns and ammo. <laughs> I joke about nine mil being a, a currency, but maybe it will be. I, I could definitely see it because when push comes to shove, guns and ammo rule the day. Wow. And you're not even joking. You're, that's a serious recommendation. Like, uh, like, trust me, I'm buying guns and ammo. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I trust your judgment. Um, if you are finding guns and ammo, you should send me a link to where, because uh, I'm having trouble. I'm in New York. Days. There's no guns and ammo in New York. <laughs> okay. Any final thoughts from you? Yeah. Um, make sure to, uh, you know, like, just like, Live every day like like it's worth it. Your last. Hmm. 
yeah. I think that's good advice always, in you know? General, and, yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to trying to maintain that perspective, you know. The the second that these people control my mood or alter my behavior, that that's that's the moment I've surrendered. So uh I don't want to do that. I want to live a happy life and not care about these people. That's the ideal. Yep. Thank you, man. Yep. They'll soon make us care about them by force. The other yeah. part I loved about it, I guess you didn't listen, but there was a part in the Biden speech where he was talking about defending the right to peaceably assemble and how the Capitol riot wasn't that and all this. But that's rich from them. <laughs> he had banned the right at gunpoint at actual the actual gunpoint of 20,000 plus soldiers. He's talking about the right to peaceably dissent. This was an incredible display. OK, no guard up next. No guard, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey, uh, how are you guys doing? Okay, doing how are right. you? Oh, good, thanks. Uh, so, Matt, you were talking a couple weeks ago about, like, for those of us who really want secession or something to do with Hawaiian shirts, like, <laughs> sure. what we need is some sort of document that's like, all right, here are our grievances, here is what the problem is, and here's why we need to get out. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I'm curious um, whether you think what's needed is more like a common sense, like a, here's a really you know thick pamphlet of everything that's wrong and you know building up a movement, mm-hmm. or do we need something more like in uh, a Declaration of Independence where it's like you know fifty people get together and write, okay, here's what we're about, sign their names and send it off to you know Kamala yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think we need more? I've had a lot of people emailing me about this, which I've really appreciated. There's a lot of people that are putting a lot of thought to this, and it's really awesome. Uh, I think if if I was doing it, I think you want to be as succinct and simple as possible while still being comprehensive. I, I think that there's value. That what the the aim here is both moral and organizational. You know, you you want to explain why you're doing something as a gesture of. I suppose courtesy, but that's the wrong word. What you're looking for is is mutual consent or at least understanding between the parties before there's any sort of bloodshed. That's kind of the moral component. The organizational component is if worse comes to worse, every single person knows why what's happening is happening and understands the purpose of what they're doing. I think there's value in that too. So uh, if you're trying to make the opposition understand and you're trying to have the concept as simple as possible to the people who are behind you, I think that's why you aim for simplicity. Um, but I don't know. Do you, would you push back? Would you want something that's a more comprehensive, detailed, philosophically explained uh, pamphlet well, I, or something? I, I think we sort of need both. Um, okay. Like we, we need the deep, here's everything that's wrong with this government and how it's totally betrayed the constitution and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the really hard part is, you know, who, who is, who are the people who sign that declaration and say, okay, peace, we're headed out. Yeah. Like, is it the legislators in States or is it, you know, people who've just arisen as like community leaders? Like how do we get those people? Because it feels like, you know, even Republican politicians who are sort of beating the drum of, you know, this is a steal and all that sort of thing. Not many of them are even going to be strong enough to say, yes, OK, we're out because of this. Yeah. And there's a lot of risk, too. I don't think that it has to be any one person. 
I think it certainly helps if it's a if it's a person in a position of influence who starts to organize these things. Um, the danger here, and uh, for people who are thinking about this, and the people who have emailed me, and I like hearing all these thoughts, and I'm trying to think about them myself, and uh, and and compile them, or or I don't know, just work on some writings that are of this theme. But if you, if you're doing that, if you're out there and you're thinking about this sort of stuff, remember. Per the Biden administration's own talk, they are sending feds to look for this sort of thing. So yeah. even if you want to write and think about these themes, the one thing that has, absolutely has to be avoided is don't write um, anything that be, that could be construed as a threat. It has to be yeah. these are the these yeah. are the terms that are being violated, and if if these are not reconciled, then it's an opt out situation. Um, and I I just say that as a point of caution. For, for a lot of people that have sent me emails because I don't, I don't want emails in my inbox that are like, here's the, here's what we're going to do if it doesn't happen. No, no, no. Like it's just, uh, it's exactly as you said, it's a no, thank you. I don't consent anymore kind of scenario that that's what you're talking about. But more to your question, who should be the leaders on this? I don't know. I don't know that it has to be any one person, but someone's got to do it. And it's, don't it you comes- think the leader would have emerged already if they were going to. Someone's got well, to, yeah. or else it's just everyone lays down and takes it. Yeah, we were hoping mm. it would be Trump, but uh, looks like yeah. that's a that's a loser's situation. Yeah, it's uh, and man, he really went out with a whimper too. I I I thought there might be something up his sleeve, but nothing. Just a bunch of uh, ridiculous pardons, and not the pardons that anybody wanted. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think we're down to 25 letters in the alphabet because we're just removing the one after P. It's failed us. <laughs> Do you have any more thoughts on this before we let you go? Um, no, not really. Just, uh, you know, I'm hoping that we don't get a six emperor Tyrannus situation, but mm. I you know, wouldn't complain. Well, let's see. I know Biden's been active today signing his executive orders. We'll see how aggressive they get on infringing on your rights overall. But uh I'm not expecting I was listening to like, you know, NBC political pundits after Trump's speech today. And they were talking about how, oh, Democrats are going to be disappointed because our Biden speech, not Trump's speech. Biden is going to, um, you know, he's going to be nice to Republicans and he's really going to work with them. So Democrats are going to hate him for it. I don't expect that at all. You think Biden mm-hmm. is going to hesitate to tread on you in every way that he can? I don't think so. We'll see. Anyway, thank thank yeah, Thanks for the thoughts, man. Cheers. Okay. Raggle Fraggle. Oh, sorry. Marie is up after that. Then Raggle Fraggle. Marie, you're good to go if you're ready. Hello. Hi. Hey, guys. What's so, what mind? do you think? Do you think we're going to get shut down again? Or do you think that everything's going to start opening back up because, you know, great Biden isn't off now? I don't know. Maybe they'll give us a little break, but something big is coming. I know. I, I, I really thought for a while that we get shut back down, but I'm having a feeling that they're going to just start opening back up. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. I'm sure you've told us before. What part of the country are you from? Uh, I'm in Massachusetts for now. That's right. That's right. We're actually What's... headed out. We're moving down to Florida. Oh, congrats. April. That's yes, very cool. Getting out of here finally. What's the state of Massachusetts right now? What's the state of the lockdown? Um, honestly, life isn't really too crazy. I mean, masks are everywhere. Like, yeah. there's no getting away from it. 
Um, but besides that, I mean, amusement parks, like anything like that, it's cold anyways. So any of that would be closed. But museums are closed. Um, bars, I think you can sit at the bar, but there's Ooh. like, you know, 25% capacity limits. For mm -hmm. me, I'm pretty, you know, pretty much a homebody, you know, when it's, especially when it's this shitty weather. But yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't look like anything's getting better here for a while. That's why we're leaving. No, it's I, I sort of, uh, Florida, I mean, Florida, I, I think you'll probably be safe in Florida, though. I don't think DeSantis is going to reverse anytime soon. And Biden might try to yeah, push, no. but he, he really doesn't have hey, the Hey, we're just going partially for the warmer weather, too. I'm yeah. sick of the snow. and well, I mean, we don't even have snow, but cold. I sort of foolishly thought that coronavirus was purely a tool to win the election for Democrats. And just to be clear, I'm not saying it was fabricated for that purpose. I'm saying that it was opportunistically used for that purpose. Oh, and I thought maybe Especially. they would drop it. Maybe they would drop it after the election. Clearly that's not the case. And it's going to be a political tool used on an ongoing basis. So yeah. I don't yep. like even in our County here, the County health board today just voted to extend the mask mandate to April 20th. Why we don't have an emergency in this County. There's nothing we've had a mask mandate since July. When is this going to end? The answer is never until we start, until we all just stop. So I don't think, I don't think that yeah. from a regulator standpoint, from a government standpoint, that they're ever going to back down until people just stop. The question is, will people just stop? And if you asked me a year ago, would people put up with this crap? I'd say no, by necessity, their businesses will fail. And so they'll have to push back out of pure survivalism. Yet here we are creeping on a year yeah. into this and push back. Yeah. It's crazy. Albeit happening. So many places have yeah. shut down here and they're just not there. We have restaurants that are hibernating for the winter. That's what they're calling it. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, well, we'll we'll reopen in March. We'll see what happens. How can they possibly you know? afford to do that? I mean, we just had new capacity limits put on right after Christmas. And I think at least five restaurants that I, you know, know of and I frequent like occasionally and they all have shut down for, you know, a few months. And it's like they were selling gift cards up until Christmas. So now you can't even use those gift cards that you just bought or you just God. got. Yeah. And it's, you know, and I get it. You know, you got to stay in business, but it's it's just it's hurting. It's hurting everybody. And, I you know, a lot of people work in those those lower kind of end jobs around here. And it's just going to get worse, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's, it's man, I, I used crazy. to think it was um, I mean, the mask things aren't even working where our cases no. are surging in my town. Look They're at California, the highest numbers we've seen all year. Yeah, look at and I love it now in, in my county. We've finally seen a downturn and all the uh, the uh, mask worshipers are saying, see, the masks are working. See, the masks are working. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we've had it since July and there was a massive spike in November from all the college kids. OK, yeah, but, nope. uh, yeah, Why we've had a mask mandate since May. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we had a spike, you know, we've had the spikes up around the holidays and whatnot. But now yeah. I think my town has over 300 cases and everyone's freaking out. We have 25,000 people in my town, 300 cases and people are freaking out. <sighs> but it is the highest we've had. So I get it. But it's still, it's like, you know, the mask worshippers on all the Facebook pages <sighs> like, oh, my God, they're not wearing them when they're walking around outside, walking their dog by themselves. Yeah. 
I mean, we live in a farming town. There's not, it's not like there's a lot of 25,000 people, but they're really spread out, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations on uh, taking a step to seek a better life for yourself. That is always uh, a good move. And I hope you guys the best when you get down there. Yeah, let us know how it is. Thank you guys very much. I booked my pod today, so I'm ready to go. Oh, excellent. (laughs) All right. Well, have a good, uh, safe move and enjoy. Yeah, catch you guys next time. Thanks. Bye. Okay, next is Raggle Fraggle. Raggle Fraggle, you're good to go, man. Give him a second. I'm sure he's there. Um, no, I mean, I used to think that it was an unfair accusation or or exaggerated to say that Democrats wanted to make you into a a permanent underclass that is indebted to the government and dependent on the government. Yeah. I thought that that was like, oh, they mean well, and that can be an incidental consequence, but that's not what they're trying to do. After all this coronavirus stuff, I really believe that it, that's what the intent is. Break of course, your independence. Break human spirit. Make you dependent and build a voting block by people who are so broken they only have you for hope. Mr. Raggle-Fraggle, you there? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's been a hot minute. Yeah, man. What's on your mind? Yeah, it has. Uh, So, Matt, you and I kind of talked about this in a group hangout. But um, So I was listening to Tim Pool the other day talking about big tech censorship, and he brought up the analogy of how – BP had the oil spill down in the Gulf mm-hmm. and the reason they could be sued was because they did damage to a commonly shared space, uh, i.e. the ocean. Yeah. So I think there was a little flaw in my mind to it, but it got my gears turning because I thought he was onto something. And then I thought about it. Um, I think the thing he's missing is the reason that, or the way that Facebook or Twitter is damaging the commons in this case, the the reason that it is a shared space is because in my mind, it's because it's free to use, which in my mind makes it open Mm. to public consumption. So the analogy I would say is, so Twitter and Facebook and all these places, they basically farmed this piece of land. And then as soon as the crop is done growing, they've knocked down all the fences and said, I am opening this space to the public. It is, free to consume mm-hmm. and now they're just mad that people are having a, a food fight in the middle of their field <laughs> yeah i, I the, yeah the the analogy doesn't work perfectly for me for the reasons you're saying which is okay is our facebook and twitter actually just open ocean or are they private property right and that's why there's something like in between yeah it, that's why i like mine a little more because it is his land but if he opens it to the public now you're in a different territory and yeah, but, but, but even if it's your private land you can change the rules of your own private land at your own discretion you know there's no there's no reason that you have to do that i suppose other than well, I, I don't know this all gets really sticky i i continue to believe that the answer is just really get some clarity on 230 and if it's an open space, if it's the open farmland like you talk about, well, then you're not liable for the people having their food fight uh, on on your platform because that's that's what it's made for. But if but if you want to be a, if you want to have a bouncer at the gate of your farm and decide who's coming in or not, well, then the food fight is on you, and there's legal liability if anybody gets hurt and that sort of thing. Um, and I think a very simple solution to this too would just be to create a paywall 
You know, the easiest way to filter out people is to uh, have them pay for your product. And if you don't, that's if, true. Yeah. Then the contract becomes, well, they've violated our terms. Here's your money back. Don't come back. Would I pay to laugh at leftists on Twitter? I don't know. I enjoy it, but I don't know that I would pay for it. <laughs> but yeah, I, this is all incredibly complex and it's really frustrating because any hope that we had on getting some some regulatory clarity on this is now gone. Like if anything, these people yeah. are going to crack down more aggressively with the help of Biden's alphabet agencies. So, well, I, and I mean, yeah. the way they used to, to iron it out was you'd either be a platform or you'd be a, um, uh, what's the other word? Publisher. Publisher, publisher. Yeah. But those are so, so the ambiguously way, defined. They just kind of dance between them. Well, the way to, to meet in the middle for the compromise was to have a, a contract set up, which is what you sign when you use your, uh, you sign your terms of, uh, agree, yeah. uh, terms of, so that was their kind of workaround, but then they changed the rules so damn much. It's hard to keep up. Yeah. What if, um, I know, I know another potential solution sticks talks about all the time. is just a digital bill of rights, you know, like uh, this is the way our country operates. If you want to be a platform in the internet world, this is the digital bill of rights that you will uphold. I, I don't like the idea of encroaching or imposing on private property. That said, we do it from a regulatory standpoint all the time, and we try to keep it as minimal as possible. If that's the compromise I had to reach, I'd probably be okay with that. Like this is the these are the terms and the scope of the internet public square, and if you're in, this is what you're going to do. Well, it might create a black market, though. Yeah, which well, there already is. I think the three questions become then, which is the three uh, questions our government uh, tried to solve was who makes the laws, who enforces the laws, and then who adjudicates the laws at that point for the yeah. Bill of Rights for the Internet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, that's the trouble, too, is like, yeah, I hate Jack. I hate Mark Zuckerberg. I hate them all. Do I really want Biden's FCC going in to, like, tell them how to run? Uh, is that going to be an improvement? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I just I don't have a lot of hope in, in in any of this stuff other than the grim reality of straight up building a new Internet. And that's n that sounds far fetched, but it's not like we might legit have to just not only the Internet, the way it's going. We might need to build new banks. We might need to build new restaurants. We might need to build new country, basically. Well, that's how you make the vision. <laughs> That's how you worsen it. <laughs> we we gotta got to react audibly, audibly blonde so the listeners can hear, not just watch. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm pointing <laughs> at him. It, it's, yeah. it's the moment that Skag realizes yeah. that we're going to have to do this. I mean, build your own country. Yeah, I, I don't want to. But uh, if the choice is have if the choice is sacrifice basic rights and respect and dignity in this country or build my own. All right. I guess I'll give me the hammer and the saw. We got a lot to build. It's so depressing. Oh God, I'm so depressed. And it's just, it's frustrating too, because it's one thing it's, it's such an excitement to try to build something that's new and innovative and uh, like a, a new piece of technology. It's very frustrating to say, just be put back in time and, and be told, go reinvent the wheel. It's like, yeah, I, I know how this stuff works and we wouldn't have to be rebuilding everything if you guys weren't such jackasses, but here we are wasting years of our like lives. Parlor. Yeah. It's like we already built something that works. Yeah. They're saying Parler's going to come back, though, at least. That's the word. So that that's good news. We'll see about that. Anyway, yeah, we'll see. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right. One last thing, uh, if I could. Uh, 
Do you feel like uh, participating in any uh, terroristic activities today? No. <laughs> what the hell? No. Absolutely okay, not. Okay, hey, I'm, I'm just curious. You know, hashtag not a fit. Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Disavow, Susan. All right. Oh, he's already out of here. <laughs> God. And that's the day the stream died. All right, let's try one more before the bottom of the hour. Joe Kell. Joe Kell, you there? I am here. What's Hello. on your mind? Hi. <clears throat> <clears throat> well, a lot of what you just talked about with the last person, unfortunately, sure. no, I was go going it. a different route though. It was, uh, I've, I've been just thinking a lot for the last week because, you know, after watching the Sunday show and some of your videos, uh, I have this issue with the freedom of association part. Okay. Because it, it seems to give everybody the ability to dance around the other stuff like freedom of speech or freedom to own a gun. Yeah. Well, how that's the, we, sorry. How ahead. do we, how do we tow that line? That's why this, this is the issue is that's why there has to be a shared culture because if we, if we choose not to associate on what are supposed to be fundamentally shared values, like I disagree with what you say, but I'll defend to the death. You're right to say it. Like, you should be able to protect yourself with a gun if you want, like you shouldn't be presumed guilty. All of those constitutional stipulations that are, in fact, values as well. Once we don't disagree on those anymore, freedom of association, which is still a crucial value, just yeah. means absolute segregation. And we share nothing and then we don't share a country. So I, yeah, I do think that it's a fundamental yeah. value that's got to be protected. But if you share nothing else, that means that everything gets split. Yeah, it's just uh, dancing a very double-edged sword. What, um, what do you think the solution is? Do you think that we should enforce those values, or should we allow for a split, or what? I don't know. I, the The problem is, is everything can get really theoretical at this point. Where in my mind, I'm I'm just trying to perfect uh, some very particular contract. You know, like just a, a double sentence or something that just inherently makes the difference between let's say getting fired for calling your boss a slur at work, as opposed to going home and asking for an actor to get fired on Twitter, hmm. you know, and either of those could potentially get you in hot water. And it's like how that, I mean, I don't know how to do that other than to try to cut it down the middle. <laughs> what, what would cut it down the middle be? What does that mean? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of what I was on here for. I was hoping maybe you had some idea. I don't know. You got any thoughts on that blonde? That's, I don't, I don't see a way to split that. That's splitting the baby. Like you, you can't either you are for forced association or you're not, you know? Well, I guess we just have to get everyone to agree that freedom is inherently messy. Well, that, or we're going to, that's true. Yeah. Uh, people don't think about that. I do all the time and I accept it. I grant it even. I don't, I think people should be allowed to be racist in the privacy of their own home if they're not hurting anyone. 100%. Yeah, Although I, so <laughs> I think, well, I think you have the right to be racist however you want, to be honest. Like people don't have to associate with you or not, but that's a thought and speech question. The thing is, though, these days, what if we just had a snap poll? What percent of people do you think would respond, yes, you have the right to be racist? I bet uh, not, 5%. Uh, yeah, they're not they're not bold enough. Yeah, I bet it'd be a small 
minority yeah. that would say, yes, you have the right to be racist. Yeah, it would that's be. That's discouraging. It, be small. Hmm. it is this very is, discouraging. This is part of the problem. You know, this is the great, uh, it's the same libertarian's dilemma that you face with borders. That is to say, um, liberty only survives among those who value it. As soon as you are surrounded by people who no longer hold the values and principles of liberty in their hearts and minds, it's dead. You can't force yeah. liberty on people. We've tried it in third world countries for years. It never works. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. No, you're right. Well, so, I appreciate. Oh, go ahead. I think we just have to leave. <laughs> I think we just have to set up a new liberty I, camp down the street. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we've like you said earlier, I mean, they own the banks. They own everything. It's yeah, it's leave, I guess. They give us no other choice. Where do you Start go? Over. That's the great question. Blonde always asks, where do we go? Yeah. So uh, I'll just leave you with this really quickly uh, yeah. on a side rant. Stop being a pop culture Philistine. Watch Total Recall. I God know. damn it. That's the best one, by the way. As far as like uh, concepts and effects, better than Tremors. I ain't hating on Tremors. I'm just mm. saying. It's a little, it has a little bit more to get, get at you concept wise. All right. Give it a chance, Matt. You guys have a good How night. dare you? Maybe eventually. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. We are due for a break. Okay. I think the list of movies I have to watch is at least 100 deep. <sighs> There's some good ones on my list. Just watch them. We watched Terminator last night. Hmm. I got a couple over on Streamlabs here. Silver Lining, uh, Sid says, Silver Lining, I was talking to my buddy in the National Guard today, and he assures me that all of the restrooms in the Capitol will be covered in dick pics, courtesy of the soldier station there. Excellent. Did you hear the news of the two National Guardsmen dismissed from D.C. because of supposed extremist ties? There were five dismissed. Oh, five. Yeah. And I haven't spent a lot of time researching, but there, as far as I can see, there's no specifics. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm sure it means nothing. They liked Trump tweets. I think something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was really nonspecific. If you you guys find out, by the way, if anyone in the audience finds out what those guardsmen who were dismissed did, please send it my way. Even if it's just, even if you heard a thing, I just, I'm very curious about that. So I'll probably never find out, but any and all leads I'm interested in looking at. Uh, One more Ohio Mike. Love the show. Dropped Gillette after their anti-man ad. Never never supported Apple. Been an Amazon supporter since 2013. Will never support them again after what they did to Parler. It's very principled, and I I admire that. I wish I could. And I do what I can. I try to avoid companies that... Did you make a video about this today? I haven't watched it yet. I I talked about... Tim Cook went on uh, Fox News Sunday with uh, Chris Wallace. And tried to explain why Apple banned Parler out of the App Store, and it was—I mean, it was just nonsense. nonsense. And then he got to—it got three minutes in, and he was—he wasn't able to explain it, and it just went straight to like the the racial virtue signal of Apple has a grant for black people. Behold, like whatever. You know okay. what they're saying in the live chat? What? It was twelve people. Twelve now. Okay. If anyone finds out why, please please tell <sighs> me. Um, no, I admire that, and and I, uh, you, there is another side of that coin, and you should you should do it to the extent that you can. What frustrates me is like. Okay, I don't like Apple. I don't like Tim Cook. Uh, what am I going to do? Do I go to Android? Do I pick up another PC and support Bill Gates' former company? Like what? <sighs> I don't know. I got stuff to do, you know. And it's just like, I, I this is what I hate. I don't want to live a purity testing life where I have to vet every every single person. Yeah. yeah, but they do it to me. Like they they I know will disavow me if they don't agree with everything I say. Good good lord. It's this double standard. It's about to get way worse. Yeah. 
Um, Long Don John says, white pill of the week, videos of several thousand restaurants in Italy reopening in defiance. I've heard about this, of the lockdown. Cops get shouted out mm. uh, when they come to enforce it by patrons shouting freedom and then they leave. Excellent. I've heard of Send this. Send some but of those my way. Yeah. I am just very depressed today. Not that I thought anything was going to happen, you know, um, but it's just like seeing them take take over power. And then immediately he's going to start with the executive actions. I was reading about it today. They yeah, he's already on that. They inexplicably had Klobuchar do all the introduction work today, too. And, you know, (laughs) you know how charismatic she is and monotone like the whole thing was that. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, is this what she got? Because Buttigieg got the uh, cabinet job, transportation secretary. Seemingly everybody else got a deal for whatever happened behind the scenes with the DNC last year. Yeah. Paving the way for Biden. Was that Klobuchar's deal? You get to be inauguration announcement lady. That's a pretty lame deal. If that's what she got. I guess so. Um, Christoph Harper sent to, um, energy independence is crucial for improving energy footprint and reducing pollution, not global warming, actual pollution. Biden is hell bent on removing that and giving control to China. I want a grievance and redress website, dude, give us a movement. I I'm semi-serious about this stuff. And I, I, like I said, there've been a lot of good thoughts sent to me. The, the things I have to be very careful about is this is a, a, the quickest way to get the ATF to come to my house and snipe me. And it's also a very quick way to get me booted off the internet entirely. And so I, 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 I'm, I'm treating this and taking it seriously, but I, I have to operate so carefully and choose my words so carefully because it could compromise just talking about a list of grievances and violations against our constitution yeah. and against our declaration could put me in position to be shut up for the rest of my life. It seriously could happen. I know. So I have to be um, very careful. Yeah, but we're also going to be held to that standard by things we've already said. Yeah. So I'm fucked. <laughs> you might be okay. Well, as long as you'll come visit me in prison and uh, I'll have some friends, I suppose. You're going to be, just based on your association, they're going to do this association thing. Yeah, based yeah. on your association with me, you're going to get the bullet too. I guess we'll all be in prison. Steven Suarez, I can't read this, man. What what did Spicy Steven say? Can you even try? No, no. Do you want to read it? You, you can't. I don't have it in don't front of me. You're, I'll, I'll, I'll go that. look. You, you move on. I'll go look so I can at least see what was said. Sir Garforth says, oh, how I wish Trump would have stormed the stage at Biden's inauguration. He held the aristocrats. <laughs> um, Gerard Delgado <laughs> sent two. Uh, now is an opportune moment to not pay taxes. We are literally being taxed without representation. The D.C. military coup is your evidence. Defund your home by any means necessary when they send the feds to come and collect. I know we should reappropriate that term. I like it. We, uh, disavow. We'll disavow, Susan. Uh, no, I think um, mass noncompliance is the answer to a lot of this stuff. And I don't mean aggression. Mm-hmm. I mean, just no, thank you. I don't consent to this arrangement. That's it. Just the withdrawal yeah. of consent. I did read yep. Susan's, uh, not Susan, Stevens. Um, it's just about who Trump shouldn't have trusted. Let's put it that way. Yep. Uh, we, we'll circle back for the rest okay. of these. Let's hop back into calls. Uh, and again, shout out to our friends over on DLive. Um, Appreciate you guys. Thank you for hanging out. And uh, I'm considering some other platforms where perhaps we can engage again or continue to hang out on D- on DLive. I'm not going to delete DLive, 
but it's frustrating that they made it less interactive for us, you know? Yeah. So. I mean, it's very frustrating. It's also, we, uh, did they ever respond to your message? No, I, I messaged them yesterday and I tried to be, uh, I tried to be kind, but direct and saying, this is an incredibly foolish decision and here's why and why I don't appreciate as someone who's promoted their platform for a year plus and earned them money, just having the terms of that pulled out from under us on a whim, but they have not responded. Oh, what a surprise. which doesn't bode well. Cause when I had technical issues with D live, they would usually respond very quickly this time. Not so much. Okay. Uh, back into the calls ratchet. Oh, our friend ratchet Republican. It's been a little while. That's good. Cause I could use this dude's energy right about now. Mr. Ratchet Republican. Welcome back. Let him hang out. But this guy, I, I don't have him just yet, but he was calling in a few months back Hello? and he always, Oh, there we go. You there? Maybe he needs a second. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, there you go. You're a little soft, but I'll, I'll bump you up. Go for it. You there? Oh, can you hear me now? Yes, sir. I might be having some technical issues. Hello. Hello. Maybe he can't hear us. Okay. We'll let him hang out just a second, but, um, M. Sinello is up after that. All right. Sounds like he's in the car. Okay. Um, ratchet. I'll tell you what, man, if you can hear me, I'm going to circle back for you. I'll try again in a minute. And perhaps we will be able to hear what you have to say. Uh, sounds like he's on mobile, which is a great time to remind everyone. Mobile has issues all the time. If you can use laptop or desktop, that's that's preferable. At least it tends to work better. Uh, M. Sanello, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey, Matt, what's up? Doing all right. What's on your mind? Yeah, sorry. That was just an obligatory. Make sure we got our technical straightened up. All right. Loud and clear. I- Yep. So I actually want to start off, if you don't mind, with two things. One, just a quick shout out, and then just a tiny bit of shilling, if you don't mind. Um, so sure, I just want to do it. a shout out to the Connecticut members of the Matt Christensen contact doc. Mm. Um, I'm going to be shooting you guys out an email. So if you guys get an email from some weird name, M. Sinello, uh, it's just a meetup because, hey, I'd like to do it um, because Airborne Rabies basically took my job in business. You guys oh. might know it by the name, which is COVID. Oof. What's uh? Are you comfortable sharing what happened? I'd like to know. Uh, I mean, so um, I own a media production company, and okay. because of the nature of the type of media production I do, I have to. I, I there's no way to do it without being in person. Um, so okay. I was in Tennessee, and the I'll try to do this as short quickly as I can. I was in Tennessee, and I basically spent all of my money promoting my business and getting my, getting. The reputation that you need to be able to conduct this type of a business is, yeah. you know, um, it's, it's all on reputation, right? Sure. So um, I had all these meetings lined up and was ready was ready to start actually collecting revenue. And then COVID hit. And uh, sorry, excuse oh me. Oh, my God. Airborne so you just did a, whole, you did a whole bunch of back work leading right into the like the last spring, basically. Yep. Oh, so I actually had, I feel it for I you, had to I'm sorry to hear in, that. Yeah, so I had to move back to the belly of the beast because if I'm not going to have any money and any capital, I have to go back to where my family is and where my friends are so I can yeah. have something to fall back on. And when I say belly of the beast, I mean Connecticut. So, sure. Um, How yeah. bad is it there? Uh, you know, what's interesting here is that we've actually had a short-term economic boon in a certain respect because we're so close to New York City that we've seen an absolute flood of 
folks from New York City in response to COVID moving to or buying property in Connecticut. Yeah, that's um, true. So, yeah. so what's interesting here is in the town that I live in, we actually re- achieved full occupancy for the first time in over 10 years. Um, and uh, Connecticut has been financially downtrodden for quite some time. Mm. Um, and yeah, so it was. It, it's we've actually had a little bit of an economic boon as a result but it really hasn't offset the effects of the lockdown measures that have come here. So um, there's two, the other thing I wanted to bring up is that um, you guys have, Matt, I saw your video today on um, Parler getting booted from the Apple store and yeah. Tim Cook's ridiculous response to that. Yeah. So I think what's, what's a more interesting topic is Parler's suit of Amazon web services. Yeah. Yeah. So have you had time to look into that? I've, I've looked through the document a little bit. I'm not following it super closely, but what frustrates me is I was kind of mentioning in the video, people tend not to look seriously at the claims that are made in there. And Amazon has a response that they have uh, filed as well, but this isn't um, what, what Parler is, is talking about is not really a free speech or free association type argument. I mean, there are terms of a contract that according to Parler were violated. Like a right. notice, notice well, before the contract was terminated. Also, the collusion angle here, or at least the uh, yep. a- appearance of coordination with Twitter and other tech companies. These are important issues that aren't strictly free speech or association stuff, but nobody really talks about them. So real quickly, um, so what they're alleging is collusive anti-competitive behavior, and that's yeah. that's where they're filing under the Sherman Antitrust Act. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of weird questions to ask about that. First things first. I would argue that collusive anti-competitive behavior is not an element of a free market. So, and that's because you've introduced a, uh, you've implicitly introduced a, a a partner to the transaction, which is not offering consent. Um, we can do not consented to like, by the other party, right? Is that what you're saying? Correct. Okay, that makes um, sense. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's not an element of a free market. So when people try to say that, well, this is where free markets lend you. No, it's not. It's not an element of a free market to have the collusive anti-competitive behavior. Yeah. Um, and the standard, from what I understand, is is an inductive standard in order to prove that. So basically, AWS is going to have to bear the burden of proof that the behavior is not anti-competitive, according to this antitrust, Chairman Antitrust Act, as I've been informed by an attorney who I'm actually going to have on my channel. Hmm. So if you guys want to watch, there's that's interesting. Nice why is the Q&A. why is the burden on Amazon to prove that they're not colluding? That seems like a reversal of uh, a reversal of it. So, yeah. Why so they have to the, prove themselves so the innocent. short version is the short version, as far as I understand it, and I could very well be wrong, which is why I'm having an attorney on my show yeah. to answer a lot of these tough questions. Um, so the, the from what I understand, there's no possible way to get to that level of intent and deductively. You have to do it inductively. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping you guys understand what I mean by that because that's, uh, so I don't I, know. If well, I, yeah, I do. I mean, you're but. What worries me is a legal principle. If I have to, well, proving some, someone having to prove themselves innocent is a worrisome prospect, but also having to well deduce so, intent so that, without specific in demonstration of intent is also a little worrisome. Sorry, you still there? Maybe I lost him. Don't hear me there. Okay. Unfortunately, we might have lost connection, but I tell you what, uh, M. Sanello, if you can still hear me, this stuff is really interesting to me. So send me an email and then I'd like to hear uh, this conversation you have with a lawyer to explain that because that's uh, that's interesting stuff. So thank you for the call and I'll, I'll keep an eye out for that. Apologies for the uh, abrupt departure. Let's try Ratchet Republican once more. 
and we'll see if uh, we can get a connection with him. Ratchet Republican, you there? Okay. Mm, excuse me. You might not be able to get Ratchet Republican. That's a bummer. If you remember, I think he's Jamaican, but he used to call yeah. in. Yeah, back before the back. election. He's good energy. Yeah, he had a lot of fire, and I could use that right about now. So bummer. Um, perhaps we'll get you next time, Ratchet Republican. Um, or if you're able to hop on a computer quick, maybe we could do it that way. Anyway, um, Page Fault up after that. Page Fault, you there? Okay. All right. Up after that is Miss Malevolent. Haven't heard from her for a little bit. Always enjoy talking to her. Let's see what she has to say. Something going on with our Discord. Uh, hello. Hey. Oh, there we go. Uh, oh, sorry Paige. about that. Hey, how's you? How's it going? How's it going tonight? Doing all right. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. I pretty much came here to maybe do a little bit of a larping, trolling, and uh, call some banter. I guess and spice okay. stuff that a lot of people don't want to say. I guess. Okay. Careful. So, um. Susan's I know, lurking, I know, you know. YouTube's terms of service. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to get your uh, your channel kicked off. But uh, I was speaking with the coworker today, and we kind of were making a. I guess he's kind of making a joke. He said, you know, with the current Biden administration, like, who do you think we're going to bomb next? And I'm like, well, let's see here: Texas, Alabama, let's see Louisiana, and it went from there, kind of. Yeah. But uh, on a serious note, um, based on what you guys were talking about earlier. I kind of think it's in the United States' best interest to actually go forward with secession. We are okay. so divided on ideological lines. I, I just If we keep going down this path, it's probably going to lead to a violent war anyway. So rather than you know take that route, peaceful means if we can, obviously. I don't even know if we have mechanisms to do it because the federal government basically says, if you try, we're going to come at you with the full force of the law. I mean, historically speaking, you know. Yeah. We don't have any recourse. I talked about this in my um, my interview with Legal Man. He's been a lawyer for thirty years, and he basically told us that we're uh, fucked. And there's uh, essentially, I- I've come to the conclusion that the Supreme Court, the uh, Congress, and the Senate are now just ceremonial things. That essentially all they do is co-sign to whatever the current dictator is in power, and we go from there. At least the way it stands now, I think it's more like kangaroo courts. I guess I'm a history buff, so I'd actually compare this to the 1917 uh, uh, Red Revolution in Russia, Hmm. where essentially one political party, the Bolsheviks came in, took over, and then, you know, enacted red terror against boogeymen, essentially anyone who wasn't a communist. It seems like we're headed down that bleak path, especially with like Antifa, (laughs) Black Lives Matter, and like other groups basically going around and terrorizing people unabated Hmm. yeah i mean i i don't really somebody in the live chat was like when are you not depressed i mean isn't the feeling of what's what's happening just palpable to to other people how can anybody be positive in this situation i'm really struggling with even even visualizing a path forward what's scarier about this is the people who idly sit by and pretty much as long as they collect a paycheck their 401ks are rolling in they don't really care if they live under like a dictatorship to them. It's all about, you know, I just want to get to my retirement, eke it out and, you know, live on, live long, regardless mm-hmm. of the federal But what a depressing existence. Don't people hit a wall and they realize that um, 
that they're just not going to be able to get what they want out of life, that they need spiritual satisfaction and that you can't do that by being a wage slave and going home and jerking off and then watching Netflix until you go to sleep. Like you're never going to find satisfaction in that life. Don't people realize that we can't do this forever. I think we just, we filled ourselves up with this. this, these, uh, I guess both the right and the left have created these uh, kind of echo chambers over the past years where, you know, they will not, or they refuse to listen to any type of argument on either side. And the scarier part is, I think we're what we call post-truth society, where no matter what you say, even if it's backed up by facts or objective reality, they will just close their ears, deny it, and outright ignore what you have to say, both right and left. It's it's a partisan problem, and I don't think it's going to get any better. In fact, I think it's just going to get worse. Yeah. Well, it's been good chatting with you. Yeah, man. Yeah, what, I'm doom um, and gloom. It was nice chatting with you guys too. Real quick on this secession point before we let you go, how do do you think it would be a state mechanism like the last time around, or is it is it going to so, be individuals, or how how would such a thing happen? It'll be state, and I suspect they can invoke Article Five of the Constitution, which gives the states the power to form a confederation, and they need Congress and Senate. However, I do suspect that most of the flyover states, if you look at the counties and voting demographics. We'll end up simply saying, hi, federal government, there's an ultimatum. We don't want to play in your sandbox anymore. You have two options. You can take the peaceful path or the violent path. The federal government will be the ultimate arbiter of what will happen. I do believe a lot of states are going to unify. Texas and Florida and a lot of the bellwether counties have already been basically at the lower levels of government talking about secession even before the election. I think it'll be states will unify and the coastal regions are basically going to be screwed essentially because well look at the geography so Hmm. i don't know i think it's hopefully be be peaceful unification with like i wouldn't say confederation of states but an affiliation of states that no longer recognize the federal government as a authority over them Hmm. well thank you for the breakdown man appreciate it yeah thank you have a night okay now we got miss malevolent it's a voice I always us? enjoy hearing. We'll see. Miss Malevolent, you there? Hey, what's up? What's on your mind? Lord. <laughs> uh anywho. Yeah. Um let me tell let me give you this little story real quick. Uh my uh coworker, uh, before Trump got banned, uh, Trump uh tweeted something. I forgot what he tweeted, but, you know, they were all clutching their pearls and like, oh, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. How could he, this incitement, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, it is an incitement. You don't have to like what he says, but, you know, well, I just, you know, doesn't he know, hasn't he read the Constitution? <laughs> this is unconstitutional. I said, okay, let me, let me bite. How is it unconstitutional? Yeah. Yeah. She was like, well, I uh, I said, how is it unconstitutional? What is it that he said that's unconstitutional? What amendment is he breaking right now with his statement? Yeah. She's like, well, I just don't, uh, I don't know. And then so my other coworker popped in and he was like, well, he's just, you know, an asshole and blah, blah, blah. I said, well, you can think he's an asshole. But you specifically (laughs) say something is unconstitutional. You're going to have to show me where it's unconstitutional. So then I, you know, later I told her, I didn't apologize. I just said, don't be mad. I said, but when you use words, you should know. She said, well, I've never read the Constitution. (laughs) I said, 
And I oh, said, God. yeah, I said, I'm one of those weirdos that literally has a constitution. You know, yeah, sure. I do. Yeah. And uh, I said, if you have any questions, you can ask me. But, you know, let's be careful about the things that we're saying. She's like, yeah, I know. And I, I like that you corrected me in this, that, and the other. And then well, later you change on, change the mind. The day, actually, that sounds good. That no, sounds productive. no, 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 oh, no. Okay, it's going. Can you somewhere. change no. people's minds? It's going I mean, somewhere. No, Sorry. no, no, no. How no. could I be so foolish? No. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because this, yeah. this is this is what we're dealing with. So later on through the day, she said, "You know, I'm just so excited. We're going to have a kitten in the White House." Does Joe Biden have that, a cat? Is that? Yes, they adopted oh. a cat and she's oh, excited good. about a cat. And that's that's what I'm saying. No, 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 no. It's the very this is the I don't I don't understand how we can reach people, the squishies, but I don't know how it can be done because it's just like the things that they concern themselves with are not the things that actually will help this country at one iota. Yeah, I she don't is know. more excited about some damn cat than possibly Patriot Act two mm-hmm. and calling Trump supporters domestic terrorists and all the other crap. Like they're okay with that. It's just they're focused more on Kamala having a vagina and cats <laughs> and the right in the White color House. one at that. The special color. Oh my color. gosh, yeah. it's 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 disheartening. So, so I just wanted to share that with you yeah. guys real quick. Well, I don't, I think that if people haven't changed their minds now, I can't imagine that they're going to be persuaded. So it's not your fault. That I, yeah. Well, I literally had another Sounds friend. Sounds close. <laughs> the little, we had another friend though, who was like, I don't vote. I don't vote. I don't vote. And then after the election, we're all going to be under martial law. I'm like, oh, okay. So you don't vote, but now you're concerned about being under martial law. Yeah. Like, where was this concern well, before? Wait, martial law, why? Because Trump was going to do it? Is that what's, Was that the worry? No, because, he, no, he was not for Biden, oh. but he wasn't going to vote because I don't, I'm not interested in voting. <laughs> okay. I've never voted and and so now now that the deed is done now you're concerned like mm. the apathy of the average american squishy is the real downfall of this country squishy i like hyper- that po- that is a good term well squishy brains oh my god or just squishy conviction too you know i mean what you're talking yeah, about is someone squishy. who just thinks my emotions could and should be justifiably imposed on other people. No principle. Yes. No, uh, no rules. Yeah. Somebody, I think this yes. is just a generational problem. We've raised a generation yes. to believe that your emotions and feelings are so important because you're so special. You're so that the, special. The world yeah. ought to operate according to them. And we need to restore the fundamental truth that your emotions, they're important to you and your family. They're not meaningless. But they actually don't matter to the outside world. You, you need to learn how to exactly. operate within the outside world, not try to demand the outside world conform to your your special squishy feelings. You know, there will be consequences for creating an entire population of people that are like this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, oh yeah, we're, we're living we're those living consequences. Those conse- <laughs> yeah, we're living through those consequences right now. Last thing I'll say. Sure. And then today, everyone was all, oh, we're watching the the inauguration. And they were like, you're going to watch the inauguration? I'm like, hell no. Nope. And they were all looking at me like, what? I was like, what would I, I don't give a damn about Biden. Yeah. And they were like, what? 
And then one of them, well, what about Kamala? I said, I don't know that bitch. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't care. And they were just looking at me and they're all scared to say anything. Like I have a different experience. Other Trump supporters, they're all like, oh, I don't want to tell anybody. I have a different experience. Everybody's just afraid to ask me anything because they know I know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's why I don't like to ask. Timidly, they come up and they'll ask. Or if they catch me to the side and they want to ask me something, yeah. Yeah. But if it's in a group, they know to keep their mouth shut. (laughs) That sounds like the way to me. It's the impervious cloak of blackness. I am. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It works. Yeah. Well, All you right, can guys. be more love influential. We love you too. You can be more influential on the ground level than we can. So I think I'm thinking about running, y'all. <laughs> uh, so you're going to have to excellent. delete all of these uh, phone calls I've had. <laughs> we will. We well, will. when you want to launch your campaign, if we can help you out, uh, you got a friend here. Seriously, yeah, I'm, I'm seriously considering it. That'd be cool. Yes. Thank all you. Right. Appreciate it. You take care. Bye-bye. You take care. Bye bye. All right. Good to hear from her as always. No, it's been a while. Uh, let's hop. Let's take a break. We're due, and then we'll get our get through our last segment of calls. Uh, we're good on Streamlabs. Oh no, there's a couple on Streamlabs actually. William Cooper says we need to get over the fact that there is a double standard. The game is rigged. We will never convert zealots. We will never hold power in the system again. Focus our energy on getting prepared for the collapse and making something new. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think they're mutually exclusive either. You know, I. I'm going to keep I'm going to keep trying to win the reason game, but I've been preparing for the last year plus for the uh, eventuality or possibility that the reason game doesn't work out because I don't I don't think that's any guarantee. And I think uh, it's never too late to get prepared. But if you haven't started yet, I would advise hurrying up because <laughs> it's costly. Yeah, now but, too. No, it's true. And nobody really wants to live off the grid, do they? No, I have, I have no appetite for that. I mean, like I said, I would sacrifice a lot in my life for the guarantee of being left alone. But I understand the nature of that sacrifice. There's a lot of conveniences and a lot of quality yeah, of life. Yeah, it really bumps me out because some of the happiest times in my life have been because I like city living mm-hmm. um, a lot. And I like, I like to travel and, you know, I like to sit in a bustling cafe in the afternoon. And like all of these things, they're just... They're just gone. And when I was having these life experiences and traveling, it never occurred to me that I wouldn't be able to do this ever again, you know? And so it's just, it's just sad that that's off the table as, as an option. Like my husband grew up traveling the world with his family and, and Emmeline's not going to have that. Because when you say that, is that because of the virus? Is that because of politics? Why is it? Why can't you travel? The virus is a pretext to to initiate the Great Reset. I I don't think that things are ever going to go back to normal in that we'll be able to move freely throughout the world, let alone in our own country. Those days of the world are over. Yeah, they keep convincing us they want to return to normal. But when was the last time they took any step toward normal? But was anything ever normal or was it just a youthful delusion that I had? that this is the way the world worked. I mean, that was my delusion. I just didn't see all the, all the corruption that existed. Well, I think the, for all its faults that were present, I think the world used to work in a pretty fantastic way. And I would, even this time last year, things were um, significantly better from just a freedom perspective than they are now. And we've been told by people who claim that they want to go back to that state of the world 
that they're going to go there eventually. It's just they never actually make any moves on that. And I I don't know how else to put it. I We've been duped. We've been duped and we continue to... <laughs> we continue to invite and celebrate the duping. We want more. Please trick us more. Sell us more snake oil. Take a line will be drawn and eventually though. I mean, even, even people that aren't freedom loving at some point are going to be like, Oh, well I can't do what I, what I normally do. And it's going to start affecting their quality of life too. Maybe. I mean, I want, I want to have that point of optimism and I have for the whole year, but it's getting tougher because like I said, we're a year into this and the appetite is still more please. Please, I would like to outsource my safety to some benevolent authority figure like Joe Biden. This senile 80-year-old man or whatever he is is somehow going to control my life better than I could if I exercised my own agency. Plenty of people yeah, think that true. way. And, and in uh, terms of, before we move on, but uh, in terms of what is the more natural state of, of human existence, like it is becoming obvious to me that the way we should be living that, that's more natural to us is living in homesteads with a town that that is reachable by a multitude of homesteads. Yeah. Yeah. That's more natural than like this, this world travel thing is a, it's a new phenomenon in human existence. That's not a normal state. It's a luxury and I would love to do it. I I want to go to Europe. I want to go to the Scandinavian countries. I want to go to Australia. I want to do all those things. That said to me, it is a, a luxury That, that that's not high on the list of things that are the most important to me, but it just yeah, would be I, nice. I bu- I'm bummed I out that I missed it when it was in its heyday. We'll see if it comes back. I don't know. The last few times I've went to Europe, it's I've gone to Europe. It's been different. Hmm. It's been Ohio- Muslimy. Or <laughs> uh, are you good over there? One more. Ohio Mike says would love to see Elon Musk get into the server business and support Parler. He seems like a pro free speech guy. Well, uh, everything he says on Twitter seems to indicate that. And of course, he's a man of many resources and many talents. So. Maybe he's one of the several saviors we will need, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That's the, that is a silver lining, though. There are tens of millions of people who voted for the president, millions more who are sympathetic uh, and and supportive of that side, and that market is not just going to disappear. I don't think that we can club those people into submission. They believe what they believe, and they want to consume and support what they want to consume and support. We can throw up yeah. obstacles and make it tougher. But I think there's a real market opportunity for someone like Elon Musk. It's just, will it happen? I don't know. Wouldn't that be something? Uh, tune in, drop out. Washington establishment has reasserted its ugly head. We need a third party and it needs to pull from the disenfranchised on the left and the right. Um, hmm. I'm inclined to agree with you, but I think that we're we're still thinking about how we need to operate within this existing system. And at this point in time, if we aren't looking at like, how it's faulty, then we're going to continue to get beat. I, is, I don't know how a third party is ever going to emerge as a realistic option. It's going to prevent systemic issues like voting fraud. The only way it could work is if it was appealing in the way he described, because Trump is talking about making a new third party, the Patriot party. That's the rumor. But of course, if he only pulls from the right, you just split the right and you hand Democrats more wins. A victory. But if you had a party, and I don't think Trump is capable of doing it. I think he is. I think Trump is a talented politician, despite his many faults. But I don't think that he could pull people, disaffected people from the left into a sort of 
unity party to, to borrow the term. Well, they have way. the same problem on the left too. Like somebody like Andrew Yang is talking about UBI and I'm like, I'm never going to fucking vote for you. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you serious? The only person that I think that has broad appeal on both sides, a candidate that I've ever seen outside of maybe Rand Paul is Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. Tulsi could do it. Maybe. I don't want to vote for a woman, man. It's every fiber well, of my I, being is telling me not to do I that. I disagree with a lot of things she says, but that said, if Tulsi was president, I wouldn't freak out. Um, a lot of her stances. Well, I don't Joe like, Biden but... president, I'm not freaking out. <laughs> well, I'm more worried with Joe Biden as president than I would be with Tulsi as president. Let's put it that way. At least we'll get some some laws. Um, yeah. Ian Randall, my prediction: Biden gets impeached. The intersectional left of the Democrat Party agrees with the Republicans. All hail President Harris. You know she's going to be president one way or, or another. You're right. My original prediction is you'll correct. get to gloat. That'll be a fun stream. Yeah, but I didn't think it was going to happen like this. Hey, a win's a win. Jake Riley says, I cannot wait for the next four years of hard-hitting journalism from CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, et cetera, on this upcoming Harris, I mean Biden administration. There was a New York Times opinion columnist who posted on Twitter today, yay, now I can go back to ignoring the president again. And they're just throwing it in our faces. You know they think that, but this guy's outright saying it. Bobby Collins, I have a solution. All we have to do is cause massive global warming, melt Antarctica, and move there. Problem mm. solves. Cut of your jib. Brian says, I watched Ready Player One before the bad times. Any thoughts of simulating a separatist colony in the virtual space to test our viability or cohesion? I mm. mean, don't a lot of video games already do that? Uh, I have not. Well, I you'll be shocked to learn. I have not seen it. Hmm. Um, Logan, but- could you build like a virtual community as a test space? I don't know. Maybe. Assuming they don't cut off your internet connection. Which they can. Logan Orr, that's this is going to be the last one for right now. Iowan farmers should refuse to sell anything to moderately blue states with the amount of food we produce. It wouldn't take long before cities politicians stop hating us and start listening. Um, that has occurred to me too. And then I saw that Bill Gates is now the largest landowner of any individual in the entire nation. Oh my God. Is he, he, owns, is he uh, in on the weird fake meat business too, where they're like sewing it together? You seen that? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, he mm. owns millions and millions of acres of farmland in America. Ugh. Why? Mm. Why would he do that? Well, it's a good question. Uh, do I want to talk Bill Gates? No, I'm going to pass on Bill Gates for now. And if a caller want to talk. Is to- it so they can feed us their GMO garbage and poison <laughs> the food supply? The only thing I'll say about Bill Gates or anyone of his, uh, social stature let's put it that way my my wife and i were talking about this like why is it that you leave positions of massive power and wealth to do other like why would you leave and the only explanation is because if you get to the point where you have so much fuck you money that nothing ever matters anymore what is a thrill in life anymore you have to delve into these weirder aspects of potential power because it doesn't matter if you make a bajillion dollars coding a bajillion dollars plus one can't really bring you much more thrill or sense of importance or purpose or anything else. So you start doing, you start going for a higher purpose or an edgier thrill. I think that's the, uh, the path that Mr. Gates is on. Jenny bath, uh, is up next. Jenny bath. You're good to go. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Right. Um, So my topic is basically that a lot of the issues that we have nowadays 
comes from a lack of perspective, I guess, mm-hmm. and political apathy. Like it's not something that started with this generation. It probably started more towards like the baby boomer generation where the economy took off and everybody got comfortable and uh people are a lot less likely to uh how you say rabble rouse when they're more comfortable and they have something to lose you mm-hmm. know um why would you disrupt a system that's really working out for you and yeah. this uh political apathy you can pretty much mark like the beginning of the fbi the cia uh the atf even all of those happen roughly in like the baby boomer generation areas. Like the FBI is like 1917, so a little bit older. Um, the CIA was like 1947. The ATF was 90, was uh, in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of this political apathy sort of allows like this ball of corruption to fester within the government and uh, take off. And it sort of relates as well to even private corporations where um, I know that you said earlier uh, that you didn't want to do purity testing for companies, but mm-hmm. it's less of a moral, uh, like a, a purity testing in a, uh, you know, you don't do exactly uh, what I want, therefore I'm not going to deal with you. Yeah. Um, I think it's actually a, like the fact that, you know, Apple, Google, and all these other companies are so uh, big and they make things so convenient. It's actually a moral failing to, uh, it's actually a personal moral failing to patronize them, especially mm. other companies like Nike, which actively utilize slave labor in, you know, Southeast Asia and stuff like that. Doesn't Apple um, too? I know people say that, but I don't know that for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I, lo- I love that he's going to get up there and lecture us when he uh, employs, right. well, not even employs, well, employs all, is the wrong word, uses slaves. All of these, uh, all of these companies, they kind of have a little bit of plausible deniability where they don't act. There isn't a giant factory with an Apple logo on the side of it with, with slaves inside of it, working away, building your iPhones. Yeah. It's that you have Apple who buys materials from a Chinese company, right. which Americans don't have like very good visibility into gotcha. that does things like, you know, in Africa, they'll have, uh, you know, lithium mines and stuff like that, where they'll enslave, uh, they'll enslave people and, you know, uh, force them to mine lithium. And mm-hmm. uh, that usually goes into like, you know, Samsung batteries and, you know, those usually go into either your smartphones and things like that. Pretty much most consumer products you use, like somewhere down the supply chain, use some sort of uh, uh, forced labor, like even the the weaves that a lot of black people black women like to wear are manufactured <laughs> for using slave labor and the hair is, that is, is usually that so? unwillingly taken from Uyghur Muslims in their camps. So. Really? They use like real yeah. human hair for that? Yeah. Sometimes yeah, the nice ones. Hmm. Yeah, so wow. it's kind of uh, not interesting to hear people now I know who what, constantly I know talk about them. uh reparations uh and actively like, <laughs> yeah. oh, look, your weave is that is a uh, you know five dollars cheaper because you got it from because I, of slave labor. You know, <laughs> I know what to get blonde for Christmas next year: a an authentic <laughs> Muslim scalp from China. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm real sympathetic to Muslims these days. So, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? 
They, I mean, they were uh, they were right about really the women driving that... thing, but then they cocked in Saudi yeah. Arabia. Right. I don't think there's <laughs> a lot of driving uh, being done in any of those camps, other than yeah. slave driving. That is. Well, you got to move people <laughs> around, yeah, but you know. Right. Um... <laughs> All right. Uh, final thoughts from you before we let you go. Right. So I personally think it's a little bit more. A lot of our uh, issues come from political apathy and sticking your head in the sand uh, that's sort of allowed things to get this far yeah and a lot of the perceived power that like a lot of the doom and gloom that uh you perceive is mostly like they're doing they want people who oppose them uh they want people who don't oppose them to be you know nice and docile and they want people who don't oppose who do oppose them to think that there's nothing that you can do about it yeah and that's absolutely not true yeah okay well thank you for the thoughts man appreciate it yeah thank you have a good night let's see phil is up next phil you there give him a second and hang out oh hey can you hear me yes sir what's on your mind Oh, not much. Just trying not to fed pose for most of the day. <laughs> I was going to say, are you the Phil? Because you're going to, you're going to, yes. I, I suspect you have some Susan bait potentially. I had some thoughts earlier, but I'll try to not get you banned today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about uh, homeschooling a little bit. Hmm. Um, not me homeschooling other people, but like uh, arguments for and against. Mm-hmm. So I was actually homeschooled the whole way through. Hopefully, that are you a me. weirdo? <laughs> uh, I feel That's like the I'm argument. normal. That's the argument it, that I keep getting from my husband. It's like weirdos are better home. than commies. I'll take weirdos any day. Some of the some of the uh, stereotyping behind homeschoolers being weirdos is because early adopters were kind of weird, hmm. but they would have been weird anyway because most fringe things like that start out with the weirdos. Um. My experience has been, uh, yeah, there's some weird kids around, but uh, a number of the uh, homeschool kids I grew up with would be uh, business owners now and uh, high-functioning members of society. Hmm. And uh, you do have a lot more free time. Like, you get your schoolwork done, and then you go sledding or, uh, you know, whatever you want to do around the house, um, work on your truck or whatever. So there's some there is some pros of things like that. Um, and there was also a bunch of homeschool groups and stuff in the area I grew up in um, on field trips or, uh, you know, play sports or whatever. And then yeah, there yeah. were summer sports leagues you could join and all that. Too. Were you homeschooled the whole way, like all the way through high school or did you ever go to public school? I was homeschooled the whole way. So. Hmm. How did it work out in your ex- later years, like 16, 17, 18? Did you feel like you were cooped up or did it not bother you? There was some of that, but I mean, there was, like I said, there was homeschool groups that, um, there was a few like summer trips, like the one trip we, uh, went to Florida with a bunch of homeschool kids and stuff for like a week. Um, and there was, you know, I grew up in the church, so like youth group and those sorts of things you got out. Granted, it's not like a cross section of like secular society, but it's a start and you do work on some of your social skills in that respect. Hmm. So, I mean. It's it's not for everyone. I will say that uh, there's parts of me that wish I would have gone to high school, uh, like real school, yeah. quote unquote, for high school. Yeah. Um, but again, like there's just some things you you can't learn 
uh, or there is more flexibility as a homeschooler in, in many respects. Hmm. And that's also not to say that every single kid uh, turns out great. I mean, uh, there was a kid <laughs> uh, that uh, I knew that was homeschooled and ended up uh, going to prison for murder. So it's not like it's not, it's not like we all end up being like uh, perfect little angels or anything. Like Are there, we're uh, sinners just like the rest of everybody else. Sure. Yeah. Are there studies on um, outcomes? Like, uh, do do homes? Are there differences in outcomes for homeschooled kids versus public school kids? Do they go on to? I haven't succeed more, earn I don't, more, whatever. I don't know. Um, if it is something like that, it might be more due to like the two parent household because generally, if you're homeschooling, yeah. it's you've got mom and dad there. Well, that's kind so of what I'm thinking. It doesn't tie it, more into that. As you know, as we've discussed, I've long been a skeptic of homeschooling, but you know, I'm warmer than ever now. And I, I wonder, is that part of it too? Is it a mechanism for keeping families intact, keeping families together, which is probably uh, the most important. Oh, sorry. Well, um, keeping families together, keeping mom and dad together with their kids is the most important variable for a child's success. That's pretty well established. So even, right. even if homeschooling only achieves that end, whether or not you got the best geometry education or something yeah. like that, there's maybe value even beyond just the intellectual components. Yeah, that's that's probably true. I mean, my mom was a college graduate herself, so it you know it's not to slur anybody who hasn't gone to college. Uh, at this point, you should be slurring the people who did. <laughs> right, but she she would have gone to college in like the uh, 70s or 80s. So yeah. Back probably when it meant 80s, something. So I don't think it was quite as crazy then anyway. So Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the thoughts, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no problem. Have a good night. Yep, Bye. you too. Okay, Mal is up after that. <sighs> Mal, you're good to go if you're ready. Yay. Uh, hello, Blonde. Hello, Matt. Hey. What's on your mind? So for worse off, good news, I found another job. So that's okay, me. you're coming in a little soft for me. Can you can you speak up a little bit? I've got you boosted yeah. the whole way. Yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to be as quiet as possible because oh, okay. someone else is in the room. All right, and we can uh, we can work with it. You got a new job, you say? Yes, I did. What? Uh, uh, okay, so what what kind of job? Uh, unfortunately, it's for Bezos. That's, That's okay. Right. <laughs> Ride the tiger, man. Who cares? What, um, I mean, rem- what was the remind uh, listeners the prior circumstances? From uh, your last so time? essentially, so essentially, I lost my job the last time due to uh, I'm I'm not really sure what it was due to. I think it was just had to do with just I for, uh, I kind of forget. It's it, basically I was I I got let go from that job. It was mm-hmm. a pretty good paying job, but then again, Amazon pays better, so. What, so, okay, so what are you doing for Amazon? Uh, I think it's for like it's like sorting, like the sorting. So uh, you'll be in the uh, like packing facility. N- not the fulfillment. It doesn't look like I'm going to be in the fulfillment center, but it's not. Oh, it's okay. Not, yeah, it's going to be something else, completely different. Okay, but, uh, that's not what I wanted to talk about. Well, congratulations. Uh, that's well, good to hear. Regardless. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Uh, well, first off, I want to say I am not. I'm just counting down the days when we go back to the Middle East. Go back to what? You know, going back down to the Middle East. Oh, I'm who are we going to bomb first? Kind of type thing. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, that and when they're going to send back more troops to the Middle East because basically the old administration has just basically been brought back into the fold again. Yeah. Will Biden uh, follow his uh, predecessor and bomb a U.S. citizen overseas? How long till he does that? Drone him, I should say. Yeah, but I'm more worried about the circumstances here, Hmm. especially with how the media just is just so hell bent on demonizing anybody that was a Trump supporter. I got, I was listening to Don Lemon pretty much paint every Trump supporter like that, like, oh, you sided with the, you're sided with Nazis and yeah. white supremacists. And I'm just like, okay, so you're just going to like and call all the minorities that, who, who, which Trump gained in this election on white supremacists. Well, That's they're going great. with that. There was an article in the Washington Post that, what did they call it? Uh, like multiracial whiteness? That's a problem now? Uh, what? Yeah, Wait. yeah. That's uh, <laughs> And I've heard multicultural white supremacism. That was um, coined by Vice, I think, a few years back. That is just such a boneheadedly stupid term that (laughs) no one's going to take you seriously. They do, though. They they try it out. But basically, um, I'm just, I'm at the point where I'm just like, I don't, I'm not even going to... Uh, it, it, the problem is, is that I'm not going to just completely fold over and just let my idea, because I have, because I'm so hell-bent on just not just letting anybody just tread on uh, on the side of the ideas I like. Whether I, I don't even, I don't side with either side, mm-hmm. in, mainly. I'm just more on the, I'm the freedom type of person. I'm not libertarian because I know that the government is necessary in certain circumstances, but I'm just, I'm, I'm not looking forward to this authoritarian stuff that's going on. No. And, and paradoxically, they think they're stopping authoritarianism. They think they've defeated it. And their answer is to go chase down everyone who disagrees with them. And it's, and it's weird how I'm getting a lot of people in my, uh, friend group in my, well, in my circles, pretty much telling me that, oh, well, parlor getting banned and everything. Uh, that's just a free market. It was one of one of your callers has pointed out that it was, that it's not a free market when they start colluding together to stifle because competition. Yeah. I keep telling them this, and they just brush it off as like, oh, well, it's not. Well, you could go make make your make your own thing. It's like, what what have they been doing? You think they've been doing for the past? I don't know how long, three years making yeah. their own every single time. <laughs> well, yeah. And I just suddenly, I love getting like Liberty lectures from people who do not appreciate freedom in any other context. You must exactly. bake the cake people. Exactly. And I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not even, I, I don't necessarily agree that uh, I'm not even, I'm, I'm kind of on the side that they make sure that they, that they should host. Uh, if, if, they're using um, uh, public infrastructure and where our taxpayer is put into it that they should actually fo- be used. Who, who's they? Um, the tech companies? Or? Well, well, just well, tech companies is where I will probably go for. But I would just say businesses in general. But then again, I'm that, that's where my that's where it kind of clashes with me. So it's just like I'm I'll constantly changing my mind on that. 
Yeah, I mean, using public infrastructure is a pretty difficult standard for me because everyone does. That standard could be used to erase private property entirely. Yeah, and one more thing. The one thing that I heard Tim Pool was just bringing up all the time is how all of her doctors is going after the uh, cable companies to get Fox News. Oh, yeah, yeah. In and yeah. these masks taken off. I'm just like, are you... Did Oliver Dodgson know that that's kind of that there's that he's skirting on F- FCC and he could get in trouble with that. No, he's stopping they, authoritarianism. That's I the mean, virtue of Oliver Darcy. Unfortunately for him, he does he doesn't know that that kind of thing is kind of not look not look fondly when it comes to you trying to actually stifle your own competition in the yeah. especially in the in. Uh, in, in something that's um, public, I, I, isn't like cable companies consider public infrastructure stuff like that? Ooh, oh, um, well, I mean, they private. I, I don't know. I guess I don't know the FCC rules on all that sort of thing. But we'll probably I have to we'll, we'll have to call it there, though. I got to let you go. I know that's that's all. I would, that was the last. That was my last point. But thank you, man. Appreciate it, and congrats on the job. Thank you. So next time. All right, we got time for one more, and then we do have a plenty of email questions, so we'll have to take last call. Appreciate your patience, guys. And uh, as always, we're trying to get through as many as we can. Sometimes we do a better job than other times. So sorry if we couldn't get you to get to you this time. Um, Ovo Brady is up. Let's try. Let's go with Ovo Brady for Ovo Brady. You'll get last word if you want it. You can get that mic unmuted. Very cool. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Matt and Blonde, it's very nice to be here with you guys. I've been trying to get on the call show for maybe the past month or two, but I've been watching you guys relatively since before the election. Great. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Um, I've been hearing some really good discussions tonight, and I really didn't realize that I'd get last word. I didn't want to take up much time. Um, Well, this is really off topic, but Matt – as I've been watching you over the past couple of years, your style has generally been the same. You usually wear a flannel, maybe a hoodie <laughs> or a hat. Um, Consistency and I'm not, is key. I'm not, yes, it is. And, I'm, and I yeah. wanted to say I'm not dissing you for it. Uh, yeah. But I just wanted to ask, you know, we're in 2021. It's a new year. Yeah. Uh, have you ever thought about possibly, you know, maybe growing your mustache out or growing your <laughs> beard out a little bit more? No, it's it, the, the thing for the beard uh, is that I, I hate the way that I look clean shaven. It makes me look like a weird, I don't know. It just, it just makes me look really childish or something. So, but the, the, but the other thing is like, I don't have, I'm not the, I've not been endowed with the greatest beard of all time either. So if I let it go too long, it gets really icy and patchy. So I just kind of keep it in this sort of like shortest, the shortest I can while still being a beard, you know? Okay. Um, and that's kind of the thing on that. But as far as changing of aesthetics, like I, like I've been saying, uh, I have been working on a new set space, and I'm just waiting on one more piece to arrive in the mail. So very soon I'll have some slightly different aesthetics. Although I will never abandon the flannel. Uh, you know, okay, keep, good. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> no, that's not. A, in fact, as I'm thinking about ways to survive in this world, in the Susan Crackdown world, I'm trying to figure out a way. C- c- will someone out there help me make a line of flannels? <laughs> Seriously, you know, I can start helping you with that. Yeah. You know, I live in Orange County, California, so it's not too cold out here. Yeah, but we have been getting some Santa Ana winds, so they have been coming in handy for me. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I would definitely, if you want to open up a flannel line, I'd definitely get one with your 
You want to make a logo or something? Well, that's what like I'm saying. That. Just have like a small embroidery on the pocket or something. You know, um, it's it's a uh, it's an interesting. If you're able to manufacture something like that, I am very much interested. Well, I don't think I have those capabilities, but oh, well, bummer. <laughs> we just sparked a really cool idea. Oh, yeah. and uh, on that same note, with your hat with the M, you know, it, mm-hmm. it Matt for M for Matt, but is that? A logo for something? Is it like the Minnesota it's, something? It's or? the uh, well, it's not even old. They still use the logo from Tyler. It's kind of an alternate logo now, but it is the Minnesota Twins logo that they um, they used to they used to wear these caps um, regularly during the uh, like the eighty seven ninety one World Series years. And the reason I like these hats is not only because that's when I was born, and uh, I was born when the Twins won the World Series in eighty seven. I still have the Homer hanky, in fact, from my crib. And the other reason wow. I like these caps is just because they have M's on them. Yeah. I like them over the TCs, yeah. you know? Yeah. Very cool. Well, um, thank you guys for having me. I look forward to your uh, videos in the coming weeks. I uh, just wanted to let you guys know that my mom and I uh, find a lot of comfort in these weekly uh, live streams. You guys do the Matt, your videos are so uh, well put together. They're like a, a video essay and you, you do such a great job at it. And so I just wanted to let you know, man. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. And, and the kind words are hugely appreciated. I know for both blonde and me in a time when, as you can probably tell, it's hard to maintain constant optimism <laughs> and purpose and all that. And to, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. But today on the inauguration. Yeah. <laughs> and, and seriously, man, to, to know that you find value in the stuff and appreciate it. Trust me, I'm not quitting anytime soon, but it may, it does make it easier and we appreciate it a lot. So thank you. It, it um, matters matters to absolutely. us that it matters to you. Yes, thank you. And I look forward to maybe getting on the Colin show once again sometime Fantastic. soon. Fantastic. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have you guys a good night. You as well. Oh. See, that I hope that it's that lifts worth- your spirits a little bit. You know, to just the community that we have and and um that people find value in what we've all been able to build in this project. I think it's, uh, no, it does. It I'm warms just, my heart. Know, I'm scared. No doubt. I am too. I, uh, I have not been more pessimistic in my adult life ever than I have been for the last, well, really since election day, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't give into these people. If I give into them, then, um, I don't know. Might as well die. I suppose. <laughs> like I just, I, I cannot allow them to control me. I just refuse. Got to find a way. So disheartening. I did, There was just this glimmer of hope during the Trump presidency. It was all smoke and mirrors. Well, I'm starting yeah. to wonder, you know, was he just this way to relieve this populist bubble? Is he some deep state guy? I mean, he didn't do <laughs> fuck about dick with, with any of the, the stuff that we thought he was going to. Fuck I don't see any dick. I like that one. I, I don't see anybody in jail. I, you know, no, no, no justice. The list of people he let out of jail is it's astonishing. suspicious. I mean, was he yeah. part of this all along? This is interesting. Was Trump himself part of someone else's 40 chess plot? That's where we're going. Hmm. Well, we got questions uh, in the email inbox. As I said, if you uh, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, send us an email. For now, that inbox is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. That will change soon, but I will keep you guys notified when it does. And we'll keep checking that email until uh, we get a new one. So put call and show question in the subject line, if you would kindly. That helps us stay organized. 
Jack uh, writes in and says, if your principles can get you killed, uh, die within a generation or compromise your family's safety, then why defend them? If a principle or belief is not an axiomatically true or is not axiomatically true or self-evident as death, gravity or pain, why support it? And if we are to die uh, to hold up a principle, why not embrace the oldest principle of all kill or be killed? (laughs) Some blonde angles here. Now, what I would say in response to this, and I I appreciate the question because I had to think about this just a little bit um, when I saw the question. But to me, there are fates that are worse than death. There are moral principles that are just as true as gravity, that are just as true as death, that are just as true as pain. And to me, there are fates that are far worse than than death, according to those objective moral principles, namely enslavement or slave ownership or being a slaveholder. I want no part of those things. And so I'm willing to fight either not to be a slave or or not to enslave other people because I think the moral truths behind that sort of idea are just as objective as anything else in this world. So I yeah. I, I think the the ideas of natural rights are self-evidently true in the same way that the scientific realities that you're talking about are. Um, but it's not, it's not just that it's, it's that these principles create the circumstances for life to flourish. I, I don't necessarily buy the idea that defending natural rights will get you killed. Maybe in a weird, uh, isolated incident, but in terms of just what creates human prosperity, respect for natural rights does. I think that's demonstrated and proven. So it's not a, I'll stand for this even if it gets me killed. It's I'll stand for this because it's true and because it produces a, a productive, happy world that is um, suitable for human life. So and, and, and on the other side of that, the places that the places that reject natural rights, they're shitholes. They're constant mob rule their constant chaos their constant warfare so in a killer be killed scenario you know i mean sure that's that's partly the natural state of the world i suppose but you better hope you're the strongest because if you're not you're done yeah and there's no point even me answering that question because my biological imperative is to just adopt whatever tribal views of the tribe that rape and pillage is my tribe. And so, you know, I'm really malleable. I don't know that there's any, anything I would, I would die for ideologically. I was listening to some stories about the psychology of that and just the old ways of like, you know, uh, group a raids group B and takes them over and like old Mm -hmm. Viking style stuff. But the ways that women would just go along with the winner of the raid, like there's no, there's no loyalty to your men if they lose, you know. What, I mean? what do you want us to do? Yeah. We'll die, well, and our offspring will die. If yeah, I know that there's an evolutionary reason for that, no doubt. And what do you? Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, you guys need to fight them. You need to pick up the axe and try to chop off their heads. Uh, yeah, literally nothing I can do. See, this is why I, I lack principles. There is, interestingly enough, there's probably some evolutionary reason for that sort of thing. Men and women have different. Yeah. 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 Men and women have different perspectives on things for a reason, but that's not even a bad thing. It's um, that is a, that is a survival. I think that the instincts that I'm talking about to respect and preserve natural rights that produces survival in its way. Yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, when I think about the things that I would die for in my life, I think my daughter end of list, Hmm. that that's literally it. That's it. Hmm. (laughs) 
I mean, would I, would I die for anything else? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Whereas to me, like I, I can name off some ideas that are so important to me that they preserve a good world for my wife and child to live in, you know? Nope. <laughs> yeah. Somebody puts a gun to my head and is like, you're going to be a communist now. I'd be like, okay. I guess Where's the okay. sickle? Pass it over. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is from Matt. Backstory after struggling for four years. Oh, I, I actually have talked to this guy a few times. Um, uh, Four years with multiple miscarriages and dozens mm. of appointments with fertility clinics. My wife gave up last January and left me with nothing but a note on the table. Ooh. I had just started a new career and was miserable. So I was able to get out of the state of Virginia once and for all and move back to my home state of Oklahoma and started to work odd jobs here and there until my grandfather needed help at the family business and I took over. Fast forward a few months and I met a young lady and within a month she got pregnant. Wow. It done fucked up, Matt. I had my suspicions about her political leanings when I sat in on her Zoom classes for her education degree, but didn't realize until recently that she is a radical leftist and self-identifies as part of the LGBTQ community. I'm stuck with a communist. Mm-hmm. Question is, do you think these people can be saved from themselves? Man, who would have thought during your infertility struggle that you might end up in a situation that was even worse? <laughs> I mean, if, if your question is, are you fucked? Yeah, you're, you're fucked. I don't know what you're going to do, man. I mean, you have to be with that woman and raise that kid. Do you think these people could be safe from themselves? No. Your best opportunity here is establishing a very dominant and significant authority over this woman and pretty much demanding that she changes ideologically. But now that she's having your baby, she holds all the cards. So you're fucked. Just try to be a good dad. Uh, I don't know. And I'm glad that is the premise of his question Uh, that he... I'm stuck stuck with a communist. That's a quote from it. And and maybe that's true for the time being. But as we were just discussing, women are are malleable. And and I hope at least if if you guys share nothing else ideologically, you share a value for that life that you've created. Yeah, and but if, why were you thinking with your dick? You got this chick pregnant. Like it sounds like a college student. Her Zoom classes for her education degree. So yeah. you you're with this wife for a long for years and years and years. You have this struggle together, and you you somehow became intolerable to her. She she left a note on the table, and then your your immediate reaction is to start raw dogging dogging a college girl. Well, we like, don't what know. the fuck I mean, is maybe, wrong? We don't know that's with, how it happened. a few months, I met a young lady, and within a month, she yeah. got pregnant. Had my suspicions about her political leanings when I sat in on her Zoom classes for her education. No, I'm degree. saying we don't know the circumstances of how the pregnancy happened. He might have wrapped it up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't how, know. Many, how many condoms are 94% effective over an entire year? Maybe he's the so six. the only part of that story that could have been wrong was that he was raw dogging her. That's what I was getting at. I don't want to be unfair in that way. <laughs> this is just. Astu- the, the utter stupidity of this situation. Well, I mean, you got to reap what you sow here. Be a good dad. Be a good husband. Yeah. You're going to have to change your wife's and, mind. But, and if you, guys, if you guys share the value for that life, and I, I, I hope that she does, um, you will find a way to come together and maybe, maybe she can come around to your values. I, don't, the, I, I, I admire Blonde's bluntness in saying, like, just, just get her in line. But the thing I worry about is exactly what you stated, that generally speaking... When she's the one carrying the child, she holds a lot of power over him in the current legal structure that she could kick him to the curb if she decides she doesn't like him. I'm not saying that that means you submit, but I think phew, strategically you got to operate carefully here because you've got to try to 
You got to try to persuade her on a value system that you believe in without causing her to give you the boot and, you know, uh, remove all your parental rights in the process. Might have to get a paternity test. Yeah. Hmm. How ironic with that. Maybe you get the, uh, maybe you get a Maury Mulligan. <laughs> Come on, Maury. And it turns out you get another chance. You are not the father and you can do the dance. All right. Oh, well, God. anyway, um, I'm glad to hear that you have the, the proper perspective on it and, um, and congratulations and, uh, and all the best for you and, and your kid. hundred percent. Will says riots, woo flu politics and authoritarians have pushed a lot of people to the breaking point and beyond. How do we save our loved ones from drowning in a sea of black pills? What do we say or do or, or who do we talk to in order to help them uh, cling to a bit of sanity uh, and find some hope for the future? Well, I think you just you stay in contact and yeah, you communicate with them um, just in general. Uh, it's it's. We admire some apolitical friends that we have, or we talk about it like have some friends in your life who don't even know what's going on in politics. It's very refreshing, but you can be that with your family too. You can just stay in touch and talk about whatever it get, get live your life that you want to live and get your mind off of this stuff. I think that's the number one therapeutic you can do. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Don't live in this world all the time. Look at how sad I am. This, that's what happens. Do you want that? Do you want your face to look like this? You don't it's, want this. It's very difficult though, too, because it's like, I don't want to advocate total absence because the second that we just stop caring is the second that they jack all our tax rates up and send uh, some guy with a gun to our house to come collect it. So you have to stay in the fight, but you know, if the fight is your entire life and you neglect family and you neglect enjoyment, you neglect hobbies, like, that's not a life to live either. So if you're, if you're up for the fight, live in the fight. If you can help your, if your family members or your friends aren't, you can still be a good friend to them and maintain that community too. I think it's just, uh, there's a lot of work ahead of us for those of us who are really invested in this and care about the really bad yeah. outcomes that are coming our way. We're just going to, I guess, have to pick up a little bit of the slack. This previous question. Now I'm getting paranoid that I'm going to inspire this guy to convince this chick to have an abortion. Well, there's that, that's, should, that's a, but that didn't even occur to me because yeah, that's a possibility too. Yes. Okay. So that didn't even occur to me as an option because, uh, never under <laughs> any circumstances would I ever suggest anybody do that. So when I said like, you're stuck with this chick, I mean, because like, you can't do that. Don't do that. Right. No matter what your future looks like, you can't. But what if she, like, I guess I was thinking, and I don't know the legal circumstances of this it probably varies by state. What if he gets too aggressive in trying to change her mind on things. And she gets pissed and is like, well, screw this. I don't want this kid. And she makes a trip over to the Planned Parenthood, whether he consents or not. That didn't even occur to me either. I mean, your number one duty here now is to the baby. Yeah. Even if that baby is like six weeks old, you know, you've got a, you've got a duty to the baby. So I hope that he didn't just hear that and stop listening. And now he's going to be like, so, uh, <laughs> That would uh, it's really it's very out. delicate because I think you you obviously want to have agreement on important values, but yeah, the life of that kid has to be paramount. That the has most, to be, yeah, the most important thing. I can't believe I didn't say that when I had the opportunity. So I hope he's still listening. Um, slave wager says, I think it was actually neutered slave wager. Um, what is modern civility and outrage over having to agonizingly watch your society crumble before our eyes given us? Wow. Everybody's a delight tonight. Just like, just like I am. Men are reduced to banging keyboards instead of hoes. 
in enemy territory. So the civilizations are built on violence and dead bodies of honorable men, not slave wagers. Um, what has modern civility and outrage over having to agonizingly watch your society crumble before your eyes given us? Uh, uh, wow. Um, nothing. I mean, but, but I also feel like we're in a situation right now where our hands are tied too. When I, when I keep asking people about like, what do, well, what do, what do we, what do we do? What do we do now? It kind of seems like they're at a loss for suggestions. They're like, well, get your house in order and hope that uh, Jesus Christ saves your soul. I'm like, but yeah. what do we do now? And they're like, I, I just told you. <laughs> that's because all the <laughs> options are incredibly unpleasant and morally questionable. And that's, that's the situation that we're in. Um, so I think that is the advice. You, you live your life in as local a way as possible and enjoy it as much as possible while preparing for a potential, if not inevitable, bad outcome. And you make sure that you live your life the way you want to live it. And you make sure that if someone shows up to tell you to live it a different way, you're prepared for that. And uh, that yeah. requires some organization too. I mean, yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying that. Um, well, I, I mean, I, 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 I don't think that civilizations have to be built on violence the way that this is. I, I suppose that a, on a foundational level, they all are, but they don't have to be in an ongoing way. And that that's what we're trying to do is reduce that prospect. The entire, that, that's all everyone's trying to do this entire year is, is okay. You're really, uh, you're really encroaching here. I really don't want to have to do this sort of thing, but you're not giving yeah. much choice. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that you, I, I, the only issue I would take with this question is that we shouldn't thirst for it. And I don't even know if that's what the question asker or the questioner is asking. Um, it's just that, we have to be prepared for its eventuality. And we we certainly, to, to give the question as much credit as possible, we certainly shouldn't be content to live unsatisfying, lame lives um, at someone else's direction, especially if that someone violates our rights routinely. Like they're, yeah. if, if you are pushed to that state, that's where you have the right to defend yourself. And that's where we're headed unless something turns around. Oh my God. It sounds like the audience um, morale is reflective of what's going on over here. <laughs> well, how, how could you, I mean, you, you can't honestly sit in the house on fire like the meme dog and say, this is fine. Nobody's doing that. We're all trying to think strategically and morally about how to get back to some semblance of freedom that once was. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just wondering if, if, all of our perceived freedom previously was just an illusion to us. And I just keep coming back to property taxes. Like we never even were able to own the underlying property. I wouldn't say it was an illusion. I, I think it had some uh, violations of principle around the edges for sure. Things that probably yeah. went out too far, to be honest, but you still in general were a free person able to carve your own path in life and pursue your own prosperity according to your own talents. That is being eroded fairly rapidly. So anyway, um, this is from Will. Um, on your last show, you outlined the morality of police violence or political violence. Based on the beliefs you outlined, you disavow <laughs> the Boston Tea Party. That's a question for you. Well, the Boston Tea Party did not appropriately outline their grievances and post them beforehand. Um, it depends how strict you want to get here. You know, it, I think that we're, 
potentially we're kind of in that similar spot in history right now where you have these sort of minor, these relatively minor, comparatively minor tussles like that that lead to a broader conflict. So do I disavow the Boston Tea Party? Do I disavow them tossing other people's property into the ocean because it was uh, because it was excessively taxed? If you want to get as strict as possible, I suppose I suppose you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, but you know that's the sort of thing that led to um, what happened ultimately, which was a revolution based on a cleanly and clearly articulated set of reasons and values why. And I think that's the trajectory that we need to follow. So I don't know. <laughs> I guess I guess I'll cock and disavow. <laughs> I don't. In the end, they got it right. In the end, they got it right. So I, yeah. I think we need to aim more towards that strategy and less towards just breaking shit. Although I understand the break shit spirit. I can't say that it's totally baseless. Okay, Chris, you you violated our tweet's length. Okay, he's talking about the Capitol Hill shit show last week. I'm just going to skip to the question. Um should these conservatives have lived out to their 1776 attitude and gone balls deep? Or are you glad that all they did was take selfies, steal a podium and read some emails? Rest in peace to the five people that died that day. I'd say God bless, but I'm an atheist. Hmm. Five people didn't die that day. One person and then maybe a second person. I really want some clarity on what the hell happened. Uh, I like how that all those stories disappeared from the news. It's yeah. Ashley Babbitt, and then I'm really suspicious about the cop getting hit in the head with the fire extinguisher. We still don't have more the, details, do we? No more. No, and then the three other people. I heard one is a person that got trampled. No evidence on that. And the other two people, it was natural causes. Like a guy just happened to have a heart attack or something. I'm pretty sure. I mean, have you heard anything about this? No, and I've tried to look, but it... As I was saying on one of the Sunday streams, they really, it, it's just like coronavirus. Anything, any body that they could plausibly blame on that event, they will. And they'll not explain to you the details. Uh, okay, so uh, should conservatives have lived up to their 1776 attitude and gone balls deep? Well, that's... I can't it, to this, man. If you're going to do something like that, that's where the organization and the clarity needs to come in. I, I, I don't think that you can go in with the chaos and the total disorganization that happened here. You, you have to make the effort to explain why you no longer consent to the arrangement and what a better arrangement looks like. And if you're still encroached upon, then you opt out. This but sort I mean, of just like mob break shit doesn't work. Yeah, you're totally right. But he's talking about going nuclear. So let's say somebody gets in there and they put Nancy Pelosi's head on a pike. Then what? I mean, that person goes to jail for the rest of their life. Everybody in the Capitol gets charged with felony murder mm -hmm. because of that dumbass law that we talked about on Sunday. Um, movement destroyed. It's yeah. like planning. There, were, there was no planning involved in any of this at all. Um, and even if they would have gone nuclear, I'm not sure that it would have served to to do anything except for inspire fear in, yeah. in politicians. And would it even have inspired fear? Do you think Chuck, if Nancy Pelosi got murdered, Chuck Schumer would be like scared to go to sleep at night? He would just amp up security. He'd be fine. They would just have those 20,000 troops there permanently, I guess. Maybe they will. Yeah. Who knows? I don't think it would do anything. Jason says, where do you think Trump will build his presidential library? Personally, I think he should build it right next to the CNN headquarters as an FU to the Commie News Network. I haven't put any thought to that at all. Maybe he'll just bail, build a wing on the uh, Mar-a-Lago estate, I would assume. I have no idea. Yeah. I like that, I I like that idea, though. A trolley one would be, uh, would be fun. That'd be cool. Keith says, what would you say is the best evidence for the election being 
stolen. Um, mm. The video evidence is very compelling. Uh, the Georgia ballot situation. Uh, I think the leak is also pretty good evidence. Um, the jump in ballots in all the key areas is pretty good evidence. I mean, people keep asking us for hard evidence. It's like the totality of these individual things in key areas. And then this claim that there was no widespread voter fraud. I'm not talking about widespread voter fraud. I'm talking about voter fraud in Atlanta and Philadelphia and Phoenix. Uh, you know, it's like it doesn't have to be widespread. It has to be localized. Yeah. And, and the I think uh, also voted, uh, is also, um, you know, really telling as well. And, and stolen the language stolen certainly implies fraud. Uh, but the other side of this that I think is maybe not fully at least that the courts did not fully explore to my liking. I'm bummed that we didn't get an answer to this sort of stuff at the Supreme court level, for example, is process violations. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be stolen as in you manufactured the votes falsely to get the outcome that you want. But if you violate process, if you're Pennsylvania and instead of using your legislature to set your election laws and rules, you use a decree from your governor or the courts that's constitutionally suspect. If you're in Michigan and you start boarding up the vote counting, the windows into the vote counting, and people can't properly, yeah, uh, properly uh, watch the ballot counting, it's it's process things like that. That even if the out, even if it wasn't stolen by manufactured votes, if the process was not properly followed, then the whole thing is kind of a wash. Uh, and and needs to be redone according to proper process. To me, those arguments are a little more compelling than because, you know, whether it was done and it was just really well hidden or whether it didn't happen in, in numbers sufficient to change the election result, I guess we'll maybe never know. But we do know there were some process questions, and I'm not saying those are um, silver bullets that ended the entire election, but they're legally questionable, and we never really got an answer, especially from the Supreme Court, we just got a you don't have standing question or a response, which doesn't answer the the meat of the uh, of the issue. So yeah. that's the stuff that's most compelling to me. It's process, not necessarily fraud. Uh, Chris M says, now that the Democrats have all the things, do you think they will focus on ramming through stuff like gun control, wealth taxes? Obama didn't care. Uh Oh, I see. That's an Obamacare reference. Obama didn't care. Clever. And student loan forgiveness slash bribery or leave them on the back burner as the next term promised to uh, to work on getting three uh, things, getting through things like, uh, quote unquote, electoral reform, make D.C. a full state, split up California while maintaining uh, urban mess in each subsequent state and equity adjustments in the Supreme Court until it has 45 members. Well, I. I I think that the Senate is probably going to have a tough time doing away with the filibuster. I think there's going to be a little bit of hesitation from Joe Manchin. And I don't think even the, the, the squishy Republicans will uh, will go along with that. I don't think even Romney would go along with eliminating the filibuster. So what does that mean? That means things that are not budgetary in nature, gun control, uh, immigration policy, those would require filibuster-proof majorities to pass so 60 senators so i think those are a little safer they can use budget reconciliation to pass financial stuff with a simple majority so i would be worried more about tax and spend type stuff than i am about social policy 
the, that's the stuff that I would watch out for. So uh, on the list here, I would say um, wealth taxes for sure. Although I don't know about that specific tax type, but just taxes in general. Um, student loan forgiveness. They might be able to do that through budget, budget reconciliation. I'm not sure, but you know, financial matters, generally they'll find a way. Healthcare they did in the past. That's how they did Obamacare. So you might see some expansion in terms of like a public option type thing there. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, the, the DC state, statehood stuff split up, split up California is interesting. I hadn't thought of that because I would assume Democrats would be opposed to that because they get such nice control of California, but maybe they get six senators out of the deal. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, the short answer is expect the tax and spend stuff over the social stuff. Of course. Well, there's going to be some social stuff too, though. Um, and definitely the, the gun control. I mean, that's going to be this, his first mission, isn't it? It could be. And my worry on that, even if they don't get rid of the filibuster, is there is enough Republican softness on assault weapons, on high capacity magazines, on all this kind of crap. The, the Republican Party is not a reliable um, blockade on that sort of thing. They They will probably give some ground. They'll probably give some ground on immigration too. It's just, will they have enough numbers to do it? Jen says, my understanding is that representatives are selected to represent their particular constituents, not vote as members of a party. It's not supposed to be two parties using their power to further party goals. Could you clarify this tonight? It's an international audience refresher civics for American listeners. Um, yeah, you are right. Yet uh, we have grown a beast that has to be fed by these two parties and we have no way out of it. We answered a third party um, question earlier, but it's just not, it's not feasible at this point because logistically it would just detract from either party's voting block and serve to elect the, the other voter. So it's like a game of chicken. Nobody really wants to do it and nobody has the broad appeal to appeal from both sides. It's it, the, the party system is just kind of a natural consequence of a winner take all system too. Uh, because we don't have proportional representation like you might find in a parliamentary system. If you want to win, you have to pick the the one you can live with the most to have the best chance to win. So that, yeah, so that's, that's why it ends up being that way. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. In general, I don't want to restructure much of anything about our Congress or our Constitution, but... I don't know. Maybe maybe you could restructure the house since it's supposed to be a representation of the people and try to make it more representative of the perspectives of the people in that way. I, I don't know. Yeah. That's something to think about. But as long if nothing changes, yeah, you're going to see you're going to see uh, congressmen and women who are effectively uh, just uh, walking in lockstep with their party because that's that's how you that's how you win in this system. Yep. Uh, Shucky says, wasn't the incitement of violence, the congressional sanction of fraud? Uh, as in the accusation of incitement was fraudulent or I'm not sure I understand entirely. Neither do I. Wasn't the incitement of violence, the congressional sanction. Of or is fraud? he saying election he... fraud that they sanctioned election fraud by that vote? I don't know. I'm not exactly clear. Uh, Shucky, if you want to send us a follow-up email, we could probably clarify in a future stream. Sorry, I, I didn't, I, I can't quite follow exactly what you're getting at. Incompetent Inc- hands. Oh, I'm go sorry. No, go for it. I uh, don't know if you saw a government governor Cuomo tweet about the economy, but I saw red originally. I was saying Corona wasn't a hoax, 
But now I've gone full blonde. <laughs> How many contradicting, hypocritical, and fear-mongering narratives do we have to take? Isn't that the million-dollar question? Um, what are we going to take? I mean, we've we've folded after a federal election was clearly tampered with, and and you know we're just going to have to regroup. That's really what this is about. If if people didn't see, I assume this is a reference to Governor Cuomo tweeting out something to the effect of "We can't keep our economy locked down forever. We're going to have to open up." Rich, that's so very rich. convenient timing. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I it, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. I I think that the virus is a biological reality. I'm not saying it's it's made up. Uh, what I what I think it is where I get tinfoily is what is the origin. What, where did it come from? Why? And but what's not up for debate to me, or at least seems abundantly demonstrated, is the degree to which it's been used in a politically opportunistic way by Andrew Cuomo and everybody else. I don't know if they created it and intentionally released it. That's yeah. that's up for you to decide. But I know that politically it's given them a lot of things they seem to enjoy. So draw your own conclusions on what you think that means as far as the origin of the virus itself. Or if you want to go all the way, whether the virus is even a thing at all. <laughs> Sleuthing Sloth says, well, it finally happened. Oh, great. After all, after all my nagging, uh, my boyfriend finally proposed on our four-year anniversary by a lake. I'm so happy. I still can't believe it. We've already booked our wedding for next year and using my lockdown time to book all of the key things. Well, congratulations. Uh, my question is, what are your key tips for wedding planning without breaking the bank or stressing out. That's an interesting question. Elope. Yes. Elope. Mm. That's what I did. My whole wedding in New York city at a beautiful venue and a four star meal, five star. Wait, it's Michelin star. So it was a three Michelin star meal. Um, the whole thing and an entire week in New York cost $5,000. That's it. Wow. Yep. Very nice. Uh, I would say uh, here's what I know from my experience. And we did more of like a traditional wedding at a venue with guests and which was quite a, quite an experience in the coronavirus world, even here in Montana, let me tell you. But I know that um, basically we were one of a, a fraction of couples that decided to go through with our plan and we did not cancel and we did not uh, postpone our life in that way. But I know a lot of people did. And I don't know where you are. Uh, I think, as I recall, they might be in Europe. I forget. I, I don't remember exactly where they are. Are but they? I can't remember. Maybe they're on the East Coast. I I'm sorry I forgot, Sleuthing Sloth. But wherever you are, there are a lot of couples who were planning on getting married when I did back in, say, October or even late summer, who postponed into this spring and this summer. So you said you're going to... Do they have a... Okay, wedding for next year. So 2022, I assume. Start booking now. Seriously, like the, yeah. the overflow of people who delayed their plans. It makes things like flowers, photographers, venues, efficiency, all of those things harder to secure. So t start talking now, pick out what you guys want and book them now. You might because you wait too long. It's easy to get behind in this game. So yep. start early Definitely is true. what I would say. Uh, this is for management. Um, Luke twenty two thirty six. Jesus says, but now if you have a purse, take it and also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. The pinnacle of weaponry at the time was the sword. Now it's the rifle. Do you think there will be a religious exemption for the newly introduced legislation? HR 121, 127, 130 and 167 
um, which might make following the word of Christ difficult. I, I don't mm. think that religious exemptions are even going to be a, a thing of the future. I mean, let's try this with the vaccine and see how it goes. <laughs> I've seen the memes of, I think, this particular portion of the Bible. But the memes are basically if, you know, if, if he has not a rifle, then he shall sell his Xbox to obtain one similar themes. Um, I, uh, yeah. Will you get a religious resumption to or exemption to to buy a rifle? No, you should not count on that. And if you at this point, if you ha- if you have been on the fence and you think, well, I'm kind of interested in having a firearm to defend myself or my family or my property. It's never too late. But the clock is ticking like you really need to get in on that. And actually, I was just I was speaking with a friend who's buying a rifle now earlier today. They can still be had. Um, They can still be had. They can still be. You can find them online. You can get them shipped to a dealer. You can get all legally. Susan and ATF. You can you can still get them. If you're if you've been on the fence and you think you want to do it, now's the time because the availability is, is not great. So the cost is only going up, and that's if Biden and company don't just ban them uh, outright. So yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't count on a religious exemption. I would uh, follow the word of the Lord and sell your possessions to get one now, <laughs> if uh, if that is your persuasion. Halston says not to sound like a leftist, but I do think the Electoral College is an outdated institution whose function could be rec- replicated simply by transitioning to a one state, one vote system. The only difference is instead of the whole vote uh, going to one candidate, it's split between candidates percentage wise. This would eliminate the numerical advantage of high population states while still reflecting political divisions within a state. Thoughts? Yeah, this is um, I remember I did a video ex- trying to explain and defend the const- or defend the Electoral College after 2016 when it, everyone was attacking it because Trump won. And this is exactly the point. Um, yeah. To me, state autonomy is the most important function of the Electoral College. I understand the criticism that because, say, my m- the weight of my vote as it pertains to Montana's three Electoral College votes might actually exceed the weight of my vote in California for their 53 or whatever they have. And if you wanted to equalize that mathematically while still preserving the state's autonomy to select the candidate uh, that the state wants to support. I don't hate that. I will, I will listen to that as long, but, but don't, the only thing I won't listen to is let's erase state lines and just have one big popularity contest. That would be so disastrous. Um, who was that? That was Halston. Henry's up next. Um, at this point, do you believe with certainty that fraud was the deciding factor in the 2020 election? Yeah. I'm very it's an interesting question per the last one. Um, or we, we had the similar themed one before. What do you think the most compelling evidence is? It's uh, you put me in a difficult spot because I can't stand here. I can't sit here and tell you. Yeah, I can prove to you that X amount of votes were flipped by fraudulent uh, behavior or by uh, illegal changing of procedure. So I, I have to pick two things I don't want to say. One is. There's an obvious truth that I can't demonstrate. The other is 80, is 80 million people definitely voted for Joe Biden. Which of those is a more preposterous statement to utter? Maybe it's a slight deviation from character because I don't like to say things definitively, definitively without being able to demonstrate them definitively. I, I'm sorry. I just don't believe that that guy got the most votes of any candidate in the history of the country. No way. I just don't. No way. And I know that's not a... 
I know that's not a great argument. I'm not, I'm not saying that because I feel this way, the entire country should be overthrown and he sh- he needs to be removed from office. I'm, but it's my opinion. And my opinion is that many people didn't vote for that guy. Yeah. There's just no way. Yeah. But fraud was the deciding factor. Maybe that's, maybe that's a too definitive of a statement for me. I don't know, but I just, I just don't believe I, I'm sorry. That's a, <laughs> that's not a thing that happened. Thank you, Henry. This is from Ryan. Um, so I just asked my husband to uh, put water on for the potatoes, and he he goes, "Well, what do you want me to do with it? Boil?" Yes. <laughs> that sounds like uh, something I would ask. Yeah. Uh, keep my question simple for today. What should someone like me, who's too young to have accumulated any significant skills or wealth and and property, do to prepare for the coming apocalypse? Also, too young to legally own a firearm as well. Uh, just keep working on your working on yourself. Um, yeah. you can also, uh, develop practical skills too. You can learn how to, how to grow vegetables and plants. Um, but the most important thing is going to be, and you can also hone in your defense skills. You can become a good shot. Yeah. There are probably almost certainly ways for you to develop the, uh, shooting skills legally if you wanted to do that. And of course there are ways to defend yourself absent firearms too. Just whatever the pathway is, if you're thinking about a different way to improve your capabilities and your survivability every single day, uh, you're you're in a good spot. There are many different ways to do that. So take your pick. And it's good that you're thinking about these things because I wasn't when I was that young. I was thinking about how to get a better KD on Call of Duty. That's what I was thinking about. James and kill death ratio. It means you've killed more people than you've been killed. Yeah. Uh, James and Jennifer in Indianapolis. Jen and I have been talking about trying to start connecting with like-minded friends and neighbors for things like gardening, range training, and being support systems for each other as we prepare for the beginning of the Orwellian state of America next week. Any suggestions about how to go about searching for people with whom to connect? Our neighborhood was a face uh, has a Facebook group, but we're hesitant to post our intentions on social media. We have thought about just going house, uh, going to houses in our neighborhood who still have Trump signs, flags, uh, Trump signs or flags and introducing ourselves. But we are concerned about coming off as creepy. Would welcome your thoughts and suggestions. Thanks um, for all that you both do and happy Wednesday. Well, thank you. Um, I, I have been doing some. That's a good idea. Trump sign is a great indicator. The, yeah. the question is, how do you get your foot in the door? And I've been able to cultivate some better relationships with my neighbors. Um, and I'm glad that I have because they're good people who I know I can trust if things go, go wrong. And yeah. one strategy that we used was it was the holidays, but um, just bake them some cookies, you know, who doesn't oh, like to get a, a plate of cookies. So we tried to do, we did that because we think it's a, a neighborly nice thing to do, but also cause like, that's a, that's an easy thing to bond over. I don't yeah. know. Is it weird to bring someone cookies in February, January? Honestly, if my neighbor knocked on my door and said, hey, I'm in the neighborhood. I see your racist Betsy Ross flag and I like it. <laughs> so okay. if I brought you a gift. You I'd say, you. OK, yeah. first you eat one of these cookies, then come in and let's talk because I don't want to be poisoned in case you're yeah. <laughs> you have to eat one. Of the, but it's worked out well. So I would say don't don't worry about being weird. I don't think that's really so what even if you are weird, they don't like you. OK, well. Fair enough, but it, it'll work out. I don't see any negatives. Oh, cookies. It seems like the way. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, good luck though. Let us know how it goes. This is from Isaiah. Hey, Matt and Blonde, I'm 25, living in East Bay of the Bay Area. I'm in the background process for California Highway Patrol, and I fucking hate this state. Hmm. I've lived out here for nine years. I've reached my breaking point living out here from Texas. Um, to the people, to the laws, to just have to hear and see the lefty propaganda every day. I have a girlfriend of five years who I'm going to marry. When? Five years is a long time to be dating, Isaiah. And who's extremely supportive of me. And she's not political, but it was 100% against any lefty BS. I want to leave the state and pursue an LEO career in a state not overrun by leftists. And she doesn't want to leave because this is the only place she's known. And she's very close to their family out here. I've just about exhausted every reason why we should leave. And somewhat started to change her mind. Any tips to get her on board without, with leaving this shithole of the state? I'm totally illiterate by 8 o'clock. Um, I don't know. I mean, I hate to like this to be all of my solutions for the questions asked, but it's that it's that manhammer. That's not what I should have said. But you know, like laying down the law as a man, you, you, you've just got to be like, listen, this is what we're going to do. I think your and, first instincts were right. You know what the best manhammer is? <laughs> Outside of your manhammer, a ring. Get a get a ring. You know, you're, what you're asking her to do is um, is a serious sacrifice. So yeah. I think in turn. The trade-off for that is you need to show that you're serious and you need to put up that same sort of sacrifice and you need to promise to her that if things get bad, you're with her no matter what. Because exactly. if you're asking why her, would you move for you if, if you've been dating her for five years and you haven't put a ring on it and you, you want her to move, what, you, you've got to give her something here. Yeah. That, that, to me, that's a, if you're serious about it, if you're serious about her and if you're serious about moving in a, to a different place, you got to get serious about her. That's just the way that's got to be. Uh, and maybe he, yeah. he has. I guess he just doesn't discuss that in the in the question. He said, so, "I'm going to marry her." In a oh, okay, I guess so, that could make he's already proposed. Yeah, clarify. Yeah, he doesn't say fiance. Okay, so I have a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. So put that, a ring on it, and if she still doesn't want to move, then the answer is the the man hammer. <laughs> that old Sean Connery. Eh? Yeah. All right. Good luck, man. Uh, appreciate it. Okay, let's uh, catch up with our chatters and we'll call it a night. Um, couple over on Streamlabs. Don't tread on me or I will nip ya. That's a good name. The guitarist for the band Iced Earth was jailed for being at the Capitol riot. He's a true patriot. Their concept album is called A Glorious Burden and it's an epic three-song trilogy narrating the Battle of Gettysburg. He also owns wow. a store and sells Civil War memorabilia. Well, he sounds like a cool dude. I'll check this out. Uh, Phil says, anybody take a deep dive into Biden's cabinet picks? <laughs> a lot of coincidences there. I have seen the uh, graphics. I know what you mean. A lot of overrepresentation really gets the noggin jogging. I don't know what you're talking about. It sounds like Susan bait to me. Thank you, Phil. Are you good over there? Yeah. Um. Oh, my gosh. I have a headache that is just like splitting my brain apart right now. Oh. Mm today i knew it was going to be a tough day and boy did it deliver uh darren says thank you blonde um after listening to legal man i've never wanted more than two as Dix would say sanitize the federal government uh seeing the lemmings buy into all the bs propaganda is sobering as fuck i hope that i've gotten a lot of people over to legal man i, I just am so obsessed his content is so good i don't remember the last time i got this obsessed with somebody's content hmm. And I'm working on that Alex Jones interview, guys. I'm working on it. 
You know, uh, if you're able to pull that off, I, I just want to be his friend. That's all. You know, I I did email him and give him the option of doing my podcast or 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 my channel or the podcast. You, if you're getting, if you're making the, if you're making the play, you're getting the pull. You do what you want to do. All I'm saying is, if I had to follow a person into battle, uh, Alex Jones is is up high on the list of people for whom I would do that. Just. I know not because I have a special loyalty to him just because that what that experience would be like. There's something undeniably likable about Alex Jones. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Um, Aquarius band a lot says Trump's great, greatest accomplishment seems to be that he has almost single-handedly stopped police racist brutality right after the election. Not once had not one. I assume that's what you mean to say incident in the media, not one report on MSNBC. Yeah, really? Um, he really has accomplished a lot. Yes, man says, I heard it was for being on the Donald website. They confirmed there was no physical threat. What a bunch of horseshit. Oh, God. So they participated in a forum or something like that. It's so dumb. Just being on it. Yeah. Uh, Melissa Hainline, how much would it serve to unify the country if Biden simply acknowledged that there was cheating done on his behalf and then called for secured elections? True democracy means only living people vote. I mean, that would be glorious but it's never going to happen i would very uh i i would i would um i would listen to that with an interested ear i would be skeptical though <laughs> because what would be the motive for them doing that i, yeah. I it's gotten so bad it, it's that's just the state of the country it's so hard for me to hear anything that i actually like from the democratic party my immediate reaction is not Oh, that's great. Like maybe they're serious about actually kind of uh, mending wounds and, and fixing some things. My reaction is what the hell are you trying to get out of this? Are you trying to gain my trust so that you can chop my head off whilst I sleep? Yes, exactly. Uh, tone before two, eight, seven says, Matt, it's time to make the move to the deep web. Like the citizens in China. I, but it doesn't have a search engine. I don't want to do that. Is that what they do? I don't even know what the deep web is. Is that what you have to do to be free in China? I guess so. I mean, but hmm. th- th- their internet speeds are so crazy. Um, As in bad, I assume. Terrible. Um, hmm. I have a friend who lives there, and she told me that she just has to leave a web page open if she wants to read an article, and then she'll like go make herself a cup of coffee, <laughs> and then come back, and then read that page, and then go do something else. And I'm yeah. Uh, Sylvan, it is delusional at this point to think that a split would not be good for us if you don't know who us is, and this doesn't apply to you. Good luck waking up America's dumbest generation. I agree with you. Uh, Semperad Or regarding Amazon, I definitely rely on them, but if it helps, you can take some solace in that Amazon doesn't make any money from e-commerce. They make all their money from cloud computing and web services. That does make mm. me feel better because I still use Amazon all the time, um, merely because the convenience is, uh, the thing that sucks is that there are it's not just amazon i still buy stuff on amazon too i mean i'm trying to where i can i, I don't want to support them if i don't have to but sometimes you know conveniences and necessities are what they are but there's a lot of good small businesses i've found through amazon that's the other side of that coin yeah. it's like well i like this company's product and they just amazon just facilitates it but it's actually coming from some small shop in you know middle of nowhere some other state and i I don't want to punish those companies, but usually you can order direct through those companies anyway. Um, but it's yeah. just like without Amazon, I don't know if I would have found them is the thing. Um, Lucian 
LaChance for Says Blonde. You interviewed, oh, did I miss something? I missed Laurel, sorry. Yeah. I'm encouraging people to manufacture something and or get a useful marketable skill to use these things to participate in the parallel economy. What would be your skill or item to manufacture? Yeah, I'm I'm screwed. Uh, copywriting. <laughs> you need me to? I can uh, I can write you a good uh, a good description of something if you need. I can proofread. I got good grammar skills most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, that is a. It's one thing I I've discovered about. I'm not even discovered. I guess I knew this, but you know, I I was trained to be, I I went to a stupid liberal arts college, right? I got a thinking degree. My entire life is uh, sitting around thinking about stuff and that's great. I enjoyed doing that and I'm glad I've been able to make something of that. But if shit gets really bad, I don't know how to work with my hands. So I've been trying to get better at working with my hands uh, the last few years, but you know, even DIY projects I do around the house, they don't turn out that great. I'm not that skilled in any particular uh, trade. So I'm just, I'm just trying to be capable of survival. I don't need to like build some masterpiece of architecture. Yeah. I just need to survive. Um, Lucian says, Blonde, you interviewed E. Michael Jones. He was scheduled to debate Jared Taylor, but it was postponed due to the Rona. Would you ever consider interviewing Jared Taylor? Yeah, I think that would be, uh, that would be great. What was the debate um, going to be on? I don't know. Presumably the Jews. <laughs> that interviewing Jared Taylor would probably get you banned. I think is didn't his channel get deleted? Didn't they uh, ban him off YouTube? Yeah, but I'm gonna interview a series of people that were banned. You can. That would be an interesting series of itself. You could call just call it Susan Bates. Call the playlist <laughs> Susan Bates. <laughs> there haven't uh, been any hiccups yet, though, have they? They haven't thrown anything at you for. I mean, I don't think I don't think Dave or Legal Man said anything that's like super crazy or anything like that. Or in- I don't know. It's it's still up there. Uh, they're both mm-hmm. there. Default username. I'm just going to do a few more, and then I'm going to take care of the baby. Yeah, sure. um, or being necessary for secession is a lie. The state tells to keep us afraid. A lie. The state tells to keep us afraid to go our own way. Don't let them define the boundaries of our options. Yeah, uh- that's probably true too. I'm open to all all possibilities here holy shit did you see this chat about joe biden's inauguration we might have missed it but i opened the link so this uh kima says joe biden's inauguration replay on youtube is getting ratioed so bad they had to unlist the video so i followed the link and that's true it's on the white house youtube channel now unlisted Three hundred thousand views three hundred fifty thousand views 3.8 thousand up nineteen thousand down for joe biden's inauguration and um uh, we noticed earlier today the White House YouTube channel, it's switched over to Biden now, but they deleted all the old Trump content like in two seconds. There's no more Trump really? shit on the White House YouTube channel. It's gone. And they did the same thing with the 1776 report. And so they, they went in there and deleted Trump's presidency as fast as they possibly could. That, of course, was going to be the first thing that they did. All of it. Um, Last one for me right now is my so-called mixed channel. Hey guys, just put up a new video on the mixed channel about the power of the three of three that will give you hope. Their dastardly plans will ultimately fail, but we must always resist. Optimism. Well, hopefully I'll be in a better mood on Sunday. I'm sorry. It's been such a downer. I knew that today was going to be hard. Um, I had no hope. I don't know why I'm so bummed out. <laughs> All right. Well, we will catch you then. I'm sure we'll have plenty more news to discuss and I will uh, finish up chat here and we'll call it a night. See you guys on Sunday. Oh, um, tomorrow I'm interviewing black pigeon and then I'll have that posted, uh, at night. It'll probably be like 10 or 11 PM Pacific standard time. So. All right. Bye guys. Have a good night.
And just a few more chats, guys. Uh, Michael Killens uh, says Biden is pulling us out of the Keystone pipeline, with, which will benefit Hunter's old employers who had a crackhead affecting gas prices on 2021 bingo. Yeah, I saw Hunter was present at the inauguration today, too. So uh, he has been cited. And uh, I don't know who his entertainment for the night tonight is, but I imagine it's got to be somebody uh, <laughs> somebody impressive to suit his uh, his uh, his exotic tastes. Holden Mulray says, I like the discussion of not being led by squishy emotions. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Jeremiah 17, 9. Well, thank you. Um, they, there's nothing wrong with having squishy emotions either. You know, for everybody, there's something that gets you a little worked up. We all have something that we're particularly sensitive about. We don't enjoy jokes about whatever. What's key is remembering that your particular sensitivity doesn't entitle you to the control of other people. And we've lost that over time. I, I don't know where exactly that went. To me, that was just common sense type thing. But that has been removed from society at this point. If you are offended, then you have a uh, you have a blank check to force others to do your bidding is uh is the new state of that particular principle. Halesburg says this past year as a punishment for the plebs, uh, this past year was a punishment for the plebs voting incorrectly. And we obliged like good little sheep. And then we're not done. We're still going. We'll see how far they can uh, lead us and how far away the slaughter is. I don't know how much, how much further could it be? Mark Duquesne says testing rebroadcasting the live stream on base dot directory. If anyone wants to hop out, uh, to help out testing on how it works, just open a window and start playing the stream, which uh, should be the first listed. Okay, so that's base.directory. Mark, um, I know we've been in an email communication, so get in touch with me and maybe we can organize some testing on a Wednesday stream or a Sunday stream. I also, I ran a test on Trovo tonight, guys. I didn't even say anything about it because I just, I didn't want to send people over there unless I was sure it was going to work. But it looks like it's working. So if you're, yeah, not thrilled with DLive or not thrilled with YouTube or you're looking for another place to watch the stream, Trovo will be an option probably starting Sunday. So uh, I'm trying to make as many things available as possible. So thank you, Mark. Uh, Silent, Silent Glove says, Bill Whittle has embraced the after party as a new party concept. The mascot is a raccoon with a martini. That's clever. I like that. Holden Mulray says, Blonde, you described... Uh, your described living arrangement of homesteads with a town nearby was favored by Thomas Jefferson and is like the Greek city state. Greeks believe 10,000 was the perfect number of people in the city. Rand Tulsi 2024. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't know the historical appreciation for those sorts of things, but, um, but that seems about right to me. Like uh, Bozeman where I live is creeping on 50,000 and maybe it's getting a little big. It's getting a little crowded in some ways, but in general, that sort of like smallish city I find to be some of the most enjoyable living where you can still get out away from people when you need it, but you have the conveniences of city life. So you're not totally out in the sticks and you know, uh, it doesn't take an hour to get to the grocery store or something like that. So man, I, I enjoy that type of living. I just wonder how long it's going to be until all the Californians move in and make it no longer possible. Tolenza says blonde, the uh, algorithm recommended me your first video you had a lot of vocal fry back then, maybe just baked. Either way, it wasn't bad for a first video. That video did really well for Blonde, too. Uh, I forget exactly what it was called, but I do remember. Uh, I've seen it before. 
people want to check it out. People have been telling me too, not just the recommendation of episode zero of this stream, but like my old material too. Why the hell is Susan recommending really old stuff? I wish she wouldn't, but I guess a views of you should be thankful that Lord Susan has graced me with, uh, with such a gift. Wazazel says we're going, we're never getting away from fossil fuels with so many people eagerly embracing gaslighting lately. Yeah, we do need the fuel. Mr. Gold Ember it is time that conservatives pull back into the background, have lots of babies, and let Planned Parenthood kill off the other side. You will never get the current living generations to change. Generational reset is the only way. Children are the future. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. And yes. Um, we love you. You're very special. You know, I won't ever stop trying to convince the people that are here now. But yeah, if you, if you want... Uh, if you want the future to be a good place, part of that is having and raising children uh, of quality character. And, uh, and so I hope, I hope my time is coming soon in that way. I look forward to it. And I think you're, I think you're right there. C2K says, uh, don't want to give to WikiWiki, but I need to ditch the X tag off that other platform next stream. So we can give, uh, so we can all give you our before we leave them. I guess I might as well. I mean, DLive has stabbed me in the back. You're right. I can, D, if people don't know, it's kind of a lot of weird specific terms. But DLive, if you have an X tag on DLive, as in like you talk about news or mature themes or whatever, then you're not eligible for Super Chats there anymore. But the, the X tag is something that I can toggle on or off. So I guess I could just, I, I could go out on DLive in a blaze of glory. And I, 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 might as well. I don't see DLive as sustainable. They've stabbed us in the back. So why would I have any loyalty to them? Um, I'll, th- I'll think about that. Maybe I'll do that on Sunday. I'll just take off the X tag and say, all right, uh, open. This is all open up until they shut us down. Might as well. Uh, Josh and Jesus says, guys, I was literally first in line. Uh, lol. Um, well, I randomize. Josh, that's that's how that's how we handled this. It's it's not a it's not a chronological thing. It's you get we have everybody come in. I randomize. I post the randomized list. And that's how we go. Because otherwise, uh, all it ends up being is just people who are trying to race to get the exact moment on the keyboard. We decided maybe half a year ago that wasn't that wasn't a, a great system. So we go in with the randomized one, and um, people seem to like it a little better, and and so do I. I think it's a little more uh, fair, and we get a little bit better mix of. Uh, of callers that way. But I'm sorry we didn't get you this time. Perhaps next time. Jason Hari says, with uh, Parker down, check out Freach. Is that what it is? Freach.zone for a working beta. It's uh, I'm the owner coder and I'm working uh, on it while listening to the show right now. Well, if you're working on a, a platform, send me an email and uh, perhaps we can give it some testing. Thank you, man. Levi Smith says, I was homeschooled K through 12. I'm an Air Force vet, youth pastor, working on a second master's degree, possibly onto a PhD. I'm a very social person. I've met awkward people, both home or public schooled. I'm sure there's truth to that. It sounds like you got a lot of, uh, you got a lot of things going for you. So that is great to hear. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm warmer to, uh, warmer to public school or uh, homeschool now than I have been at any point in my life. And, uh, I'd rather, even if it does create weird people, uh, weirdos are better than commies, as I've said. So not much convincing needed for me. Sean Illingworth, Matt and I once made love, but I only seduced him to raid his closet for his branded MLC flannel, flannel shirts. Coming soon, maybe. You got to think creative in the uh, post-Susan world, and we're coming up to that. Graham Godfrey says, violence 
is the way is a lie. Violence has always been the way. It, uh, it is a way when it is justified. I don't think it is the way. And I think there are many circumstances, if not most circumstances, in which it is unjustified. But if you're perpetually having your 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 rights violated to the point that you are um, becoming someone else's servant, yeah, uh, it's a defense situation at that point. So I get what you're saying. Uh, Slosher says, it's scary how they are, how fast they're going after right-wingers now that Trump is gone. They're seeing, they're seeing he was acting as a relief valve. Michael Malice said, they thought he was the river, but he was the dam. Yeah, that's that's an interesting way to put it. Um, because shutting down Trump does not shut down everybody else. It, it, it probably has no effect other than just to piss us off. So if they think that they're going to delete us all off the internet, it's not going to work. You can't delete the appetite for this sort of content. It exists, you know. Josh and Jesus says the military turned their backs to the Biden motorcade. Did they? I did not see that. I'll have to. I'll have to find that clip if uh, if that happened. Simpsons, the Simpsons since ninety. I like how leftopians on social media ask, "Are you going to whine about Biden for the next four years?" Because that never happened when Trump was president. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As though that's not what we've heard for the last four years. Um, to their question, it's a tough spot for me because, you know, I do believe you got to move on. You got to live your life. We can't be stuck in this rut for four years because that's a wasted four years. On the other hand, I do think a lot of shady stuff went down and I would like to know what happened and I would like to make moves to make sure that it doesn't happen again. So I'm, I'm really wrestling with what is the proper reaction to make sure that they don't get away with some of the things that happened like this again versus getting stuck in that rut and never really living your life. I think the answer to me is you just got to get serious about rest- if we're working within the system, which I know is a big if right now, there's a lot of questions about that. But if you are, you got to work uh, at state and local levels to restore election integrity. Uh, that that's that's no, probably priority number one to working in in the system if that's the route that you take. I'm, and I've seen a lot. There are steps uh, on that front being taken in states like mine and and other states. I think it'll be a priority in the uh, mostly the not Biden states. And that, but that's a question too. Does that fix it? Let's say every. If every red state this time around created a created an airtight election system, a fraud-proof election system, it still doesn't change the outcome if other states are engaging in shadiness and uh, they have critical mass to win anyway. I don't know. Tory D says, it's like George Carlin said, rights aren't right if someone can take them away from you. They're privileges. Yeah. Uh, rights aren't rights if someone can take them away from you. Yeah, they're privileges. And of course... Um, they can be taken away from you. This gets confused all the time. You know, people say, well, of course your rights can be taken away from you. It's not, the question is not the practicality of that. Can, can that physically happen? Because of course it can. The question is about the morality. Can these rights morally or justifiably be removed from you? And if so, how? Those are the questions that our, that our constitution gets at. And those are the questions that we don't really think about anymore. Instead of thinking, what are the terms... What are the moral terms on which someone could revoke your right to free speech? We just think if that person is in a position of power and very important, of course they can take it away from you because they are the boss with the uh, big stick and you're just some uh, peon. Anyway, uh, Thunderstorm says, Hey, Matt and Blonde uh, and chat and YouTube, YouTube censor, FBI, CIA, etc. Yeah. <laughs> should I Should I have a sandwich before bed? Also, info on the Soviet Gulag system. Check out the YouTube. Uh, Arthur Rell Estonians on the World War II. Uh, sandwiches are always a great option. Although, I guess if you're... For me, um, 
in terms of like weight management and, and that sort of stuff, it's always best not to eat before sleeping. And that's, uh, to me, the most difficult thing to avoid. Like I love eating right before I go to bed and, uh, it's a difficult habit to kick. Sore loser to a previous listener, the parties control who gets what Congress, uh, the parties control who gets what Congress and Senate committee uh, positions. And these are handed out as favors for fundraising for the party and such. Their grasp is deep. No doubt. The power structure is, uh, is pretty entrenched. Poker Pierce says, good morning, Sunday morning. And then this is a transgender. That's the Bidenism that you can't even pronounce, but I, I know it when I see it written out somehow. Thank you for that. All right, guys, I think we are about finished. Just a couple more. Uh, Latvarian Savage. Thank you, Blonde. Michigan Manhammer Militia for life. Good luck with that. Uh, Stogies and Boomsticks. Capital Raid Bison Man claiming he can't eat due uh, or because he can only eat organic food. We are supposed to believe he is a conservative Trump supporter. Something seems fishy, to use the clean word. I think Susan banned the actual word. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe I know some people believe that he's actually a, a secret leftist. I don't know. I don't know that much about the guy. I can't uh, I can't claim knowledge on him, but it's possible. The more information that comes out on the Capitol raid, the more skeptical I am about some of the uh, potential shenanigans that went on that day. So we'll see. Maybe there's maybe there's more truth coming. We will discuss that and whatever else happens between uh, now and Sunday. Um, <laughs> one thing I wanted to... Did you guys see that uh, Dr. Rachel out of Pennsylvania got picked as the uh, as deputy health secretary or whatever for Joe Biden? National face of health is now Dr. Rachel. We'll discuss that among other uh, pieces of insanity on the Sunday stream. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight and, uh, and have a good week. Appreciate it.